Cause Life Hack Podcast, Session 2, Basic Cosplay and Convention Etiquette. This is the Cause Life Hack Podcast, where honest questions are asked and answered about cosplay, life, and the community's ever-growing lifestyles. So we're going to be growing forward one conversation at a time. Welcome to this episode of Cause Life Hack. My name is Alexandra, and as a perpetual newbie at something, I'm your host and honest question asker for this here podcast about all sorts of topics that can relate to the cosplay community, and incidentally, also to life. Funny how that is. So, let's start a conversation. As a note, this podcast episode is lengthier than usual. However, I believe it's full of a lot of excellent content and uh, we discuss quite a few issues that are important to us as cosplayers and to the community. So please definitely give it a listen all the way to the end. Thank you. Today we're speaking with Rachel and Chris Lee. Could you both introduce yourselves? Hey, I am Christopher Lee. I am one half of the Nerd Lease podcast. We are podcasters cosplayers i also do photography uh and i'm also a video editor as a main profession (laughs) i am rachel lee i go by lady raygun on social media and on my cosplay page that's kind of how i identify myself um but yeah i've uh, been cosplaying for close to 10 years now and um i am a massage therapist by trade but um i nerd fandom and all that is very deeply rooted in me. So um, I really identify with being a cosplayer second and then a podcaster as well. Yeah. (laughs) Well, definitely welcome. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Part of why I wanted to talk to both y'all today is to provide additional perspectives on both cosplay from like the cosplayers perspectives that uh, have more experience than myself, obviously, as well as the community. I'd like to have kind of a conversation of both good cosplay and photography etiquette, since Chris, you mentioned you're both a photographer and a cosplayer, and Rachel, you're an avid cosplayer that has a really wide range of cosplay skills, as well as styles. Thanks. So, <laughs> I love them. I love all of them, so I'm really excited for this. Um, speaking of, do you all each have your own cosplay origin story? It's kind of something I've been asking all of my guests. Um, do you have one as a couple, as well as your signature um, ones? Yeah, I guess I'll start um, since I technically was the first cosplayer in our relationship. Um, But yeah, I um, basically, we didn't really, I didn't do any, well, I'll at least take a step back. Um, Yeah, we didn't really do any cosplaying until we moved to California, but I did have a photographer friend when we lived in Arizona who had like just kind of started out and he was already kind of doing like themed shoots but we it wasn't really like we didn't call it cosplay or whatever we didn't really know what it was but we just I think it was like around Halloween and I had always really liked the dark Alice from the American McGee video game and so we did a themed shoot um, in Arizona where I dressed up in that costume and we did some stuff in like an industrial park. But, um, so like, but at the same time, I wouldn't consider that 
like cosplay because it was just something store bought and I didn't even really put that much like effort into it. It was just kind of like, oh, this will look cool on a picture, like, you know, whatever. And so when we moved to California and we um, went to Comic-Con for the first time and I got to absorb all of that, I was like, wow, this is amazing. And like, I I was thinking back on that shoot and going like, this is that, but like to a completely different level of artistry and talent and really embracing something that you love wholeheartedly and turning it into a piece of art. And that's what really struck me about it. And so like almost immediately after that, I was like, I want to do this to Chris. And he's (laughs) like, okay. And um, so I... My one of my favorite all time movies is Tron and Tron Legacy specifically, um, just because stylistically and the music and everything about that movie is just like so amazing to me. And um, so I the first thing I thought was like, oh, like maybe I could do Cora from that. And thinking in my head that I had like no artistic ability at all, I went on Etsy and tried to find someone. Uh, who made costumes to try to make this costume. And I found someone that I thought would do a good job because she did leather working and really long story short, I sent her um, like everything I thought she needed. And she was like, Oh yeah, I can totally do this. And we had kind of discussed like how to do the light effect. And she was going to do like kind of like a metallic thread or like something along those lines. Ooh. And it was a pretty like reasonable amount for, you know, a costume or, you know, at least what I thought, because I think it was less than $300. Yeah. I can't remember. Wow. But, um, yeah. And, but anyway, uh, she waited till I think two weeks before the convention, which was, I think it was LA Comic-Con was the very first one I cosplayed at. And, um, and she messaged me and said, yeah, I can't do it. I can't. I realized I can't work with this material that I got and I can't do any of it. (laughs) And so I was like, fuck, like I had already like, I'd had my heart set on this and I'd already like made, I like cut my own wig and did all this stuff and was practicing the makeup and everything. And so I was like super disappointed. And um, so I basically, was just like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I'm sorry, as I said, I didn't, wasn't going to do that. I said, <laughs> screw it. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, I'm taking this into my own hands. And um, I realized, I was like, I think I have a tunic dress that would actually work that would be similar to what the costume is. And so I we and I kind of did some research and found out that you can buy this tape at like Home Depot that when you – it's for like putting on mailboxes and stuff for late at night where you shine light on it and it'll reflect back. So I went and bought it at home Depot and I sat there and painstakingly cut out pieces of this tape and And did the, did the pattern um, from pictures. And uh, yeah, I did that. And I just bought like opera gloves and uh, I actually found something really similar to um, almost the idea the identical shoes online and that also took me forever because I was like searching all these things um but I made it work and it actually came out like surprisingly good and I got a lot of compliments on it and I think literally I think if it hadn't gone as well as it did for like my very first thing like I may have been discouraged and never done it again but like I even had there was a girl who was in this amazing like Catwoman costume that came out to me and complimented me and 
I like start, I started a friendship with her almost immediately. And um, so, yeah, it was just that, I think that experience and gain, like, like I said, that gaining of friendship through that and then being like, Oh, I love that movie. Like, that's so great that you love it too. And start talking about it. And um, yeah. So I think that's like my origin for cosplay (laughs) in that respect. So what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you started doing actual proper cosplay way before I did. Yeah. Um, we always loved doing themed costumes for Halloween and stuff like that. We did one of our first ones was like, we did Jay-Z and Beyonce. We oh, yeah. did, uh, <laughs> uh, we did Speed Racer <laughs> and, uh, Trixie from the Speed Racer movie. Uh, we did a couple of like, co- like just, just couple costumes that you would do for Halloween that were kind of fun. And you know, I always enjoyed looking and seeing co- uh, cosplayers at conventions. Like as soon as we started going, I really wanted to do the photography end of it. Um, but eventually, like she was starting to make more costumes, and we were like, oh, "Let's try to do something together." And we, one of our favorite movies together is Up uh, from Pixar. So we decided one year uh, to just do the kid from Ru- uh, kid from Up, Russell, and the bird. So Rachel made the dress for herself that looked like the bird's feathers and all that stuff. And I made uh, the Russell Wilderness Explorers shirt, made a hat, uh, bought a backpack and put a bunch of the accessories on it and stuff like that. Uh, That was pretty much my first one. And we got a really, really good response out of that um, at at Comic-Con of that Mm -hmm. year. So uh, from then it was like, you know, if I can find a fun one that I like a character I identify with or a character I feel like I can be, uh, you know, it's fun to go out there and cosplay and just, you know, enjoy the fandom with other people. Mm-hmm. I love all of that. I especially need to see that Jay-Z and Beyonce picture. Like, oh, yeah, that like was that. Um, that was with like this. That was with the second month that we were dating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was and, uh, in the way back party. machine like 13 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I had a Halloween party at uh, <laughs> our house that was like a celebrity party and stuff like that. So we had to be some sort of celebrity. Uh, I bought like a, I bought like a New York Yankees hat. I bought like the shoes that kind of <laughs> looked like the shoes that he released. It was it was nuts. It was pretty fun. <laughs> oh wow! Well, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna dovetail off that and kind of like I think you kind of touched on it. But what does cosplay mean to you, and how would you like define it to someone that has never heard of it before? I mean, I guess cosplay to me means just you know you're making a costume of a character that you you either love because you love the story or you love the aesthetic of it um and you you just get to kind of embody that character for a little bit you don't have to necessarily role play as that character but you get to take pictures and try to be that character for like even just a fleeting moment um that's what cops display means to me I guess. I don't know if that's the same definition that you have. It's, yeah, pretty much. Um, I feel like cosplay, because, like, I remember a long time ago, like, someone commented on one of my pictures and was like, oh, so, like, you can just wear, like, whatever Halloween costume you want to these things. And I was like, it's not a Halloween costume. Like, because <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who just see, like, they think that, like, oh, you know, the only time people, or adults at least, put on costumes is for Halloween. Um, and so that's what people love to like yell at you when they just see you walking down the street or, Oh, it's a Halloween right now. And it's like, mm, oh, God. yeah, thanks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think to me, 
cosplay is definitely about um it's about being a character but it's also about like representing something that means a lot to you in terms of like your fandom i think that kind of what it boils down to because I mean you can like I've had so many people who tell me like oh you should cosplay this character or this character or you kind of look like this character and this character um which is nice and I appreciate that you know they think of me and everything but I realized very early on that if I'm not if I'm just putting something on and I don't know about it or I don't feel passionate about it um then I don't I don't feel like I get as much enjoyment out of it as I would if it was something that means a lot to me. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people struggle with cosplay is thinking that they have to look like said character in order to be that character. And it's really not like it's, I know people think like, Oh, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get as many followers if like, I don't look like the character because that's what, and I've had people tell me that I'm too fat to be that character and, or I'm too this or that to be that character. And, you know, in, in the end, you have to just kind of let all that go and be like, no, this is something that I've either loved since childhood or it struck me in some way or, you know, it's something that, you know, just means a lot to you and you want to show that to the other people around you at that convention and try to make friends that way. Like, that's kind of how I see it as like a community building type yeah. situation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely my favorite part of cosplay yeah. is making new nerd friends that like the same pants yeah. as you. Because you exactly. can, it's like wearing a big red, I mean, bigger than a button, but just like, oh, <laughs> like when I dress as Rogue and I see another mutant somewhere, I'm like, aha, you also like the same canon that I do. Let's be friends yeah. or at least let's talk for a little bit and see if you would like to be friends with my weird self. Exactly. Exactly. It's like wearing your phantom as a badge and like being able to, you know, express that to other people and them get to see it and be excited about it as well. And even if they don't know what it is, sometimes you can introduce them to it, which is also a very cool thing because they're like, I don't know what that is, but it looks amazing. What is it? And then you can kind of be like, oh, it's from this movie or this game and it's yeah. really awesome and you should check it out and like sometimes that's like something that is really important for people so yeah i've definitely gotten to it gotten into can uh canons like that and fandoms like that just be like you look like a really interesting character or you look yeah. like, <laughs> uh, like a really badass woman please tell me more <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so i know i kind of mentioned my favorite part of cosplay but do you have like a favorite cosplay memory kind of like on the line of talk that we've been with like, the fandom meeting Ooh, I, I think I have one kind of right off the bat. Uh, we did a cosplay uh, about like two months after the Lego movie came out. Mm -hmm. And we were Wildstyle and um, the and Emmett from the Lego movie. And we were at WonderCon. They did a couple of panels with uh, some of the Lego uh, folks. And, then, and they were talking about either uh, Ninjago and some of the other movies. But they were the creators for a lot of the Lego shows that were going on. So we went to those panels in our costumes. And like as we were walking up, people were very excited. And we actually got to meet some of the creators before the panel and uh, just chit chat with them just before the panel because they enjoyed our cosplay so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, like really that. Cool so that was a really cool moment. Really they gave us like an exclusive, one of the marketing guys gave us an exclusive Lego, which was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect oh. that. That was like totally out of the blue. Um, that was probably one of my favorite moments as a cosplayer, like in cosplay so far. Mm -hmm. That's um, awesome. I, yeah, I think my favorite memory um, was from, and I 
oh, I think it was either my second or my third Comic-Con. Um, it was when I was I did my gem cosplay, which is the siren from Tron with the crazy white hair. <laughs> um, and it's been like one of my most like requested, like bring that back cosplays, which I am planning to do. Uh, but it was something that I was super proud of because again, like Tron is like one of my biggest fandoms and like, it was something that I'd been wanting to do for a long time and do properly. Cause I never felt super confident with my Cora. It was something thrown together last minute. So this one, I actually, you know, went all out on it. And so I'm walking down one of the hallways at Comic-Con and it was like this dream vision, this um, like I, I don't say older gentleman. He's like a middle-aged gentleman. Uh, was in an OG, uh, and I don't. It was was it Tron or was it was it, Tron? Yeah, or Flynn. It was a Tron. Costume. Okay, it yeah, was not, Tron. Not- yeah, but it was literally like Tron from the original Tron, and it was like the most perfect costume like I'd ever seen. It was so detailed, and like he had the. Like, you just knew looking at it that he took everything into consideration. Like, he got, like, the original helmet and painted it with all the little intricate, like, wire work details and stuff. It was phenomenal. And I just – we both see each other from afar and we're like, you! Because, like, Warren is one of those fandoms that, like, there's not that many people who cosplay. Yeah, yeah. Um, So – and, yeah, and so we, like – immediately like kind of ran over to each other and we're like oh my god you look amazing and um ended up finding out that this man like was he was just like a computer programming person yeah our friend david Uh, fleming yeah dave fleming he Um, is an incredible incredible guy you can find uh, him on on instagram and on on facebook and stuff like that yes um what's his handle again i'll find it you okay (laughs) i was gonna say i'll look it up um, but so I just started talking to him and he kind of had a little bit of like a Southern ish accent. Cause I think he's from like West Virginia, West Virginia. Yeah. Whoa. And, um, he, he, yeah, he was like basically saying that he was a huge Tron fan ever since he was a, you know, a younger kid. And, um, he had always wanted to make this costume. And so he, I believe he wrote a handwritten letter to the original seamstresses from the original movie. And like, was like, this wrote the sweetest thing. Like, you know, I've just loved your work so much. And like, I, I really want to make this costume, but I want to make it as authentic as possible. So like any help you could give me, I would really appreciate it. And these women like were so touched by this that they sent him like the original drawings of like all the intricate details of like the screen prints for the suits. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like I couldn't believe it. And so he learned, he literally had no prior experience. He learned how to do screen printing just to make the suit. And like, I was just like, and he like went on eBay and found, cause they use like hockey, like pads and helmets for, so, so he found like the original like 80s version of these hockey helmets and painted them and I was just like holy crap like it was just a, like that was already a different level of like, commitment and cosplay to that I'd ever seen and so we just it was another instantaneous friendship kind of moment and I still like talk to him and he lives in West Virginia but 
he's a great person. He has a Patreon because he's trying to. I think he's trying to make screen prints of like every yeah of every every character, <laughs> and he makes T-shirts and stuff from them. And please support him. We'll, he's we'll a sweet, his, sweet man. He's D D program. Yeah, dog. He has a dog. D D program on Instagram. Yes, he is the best, and he's made like little short films yeah, of his own funny. tron character dude. and he learned how to like go in and like make yeah, it look like do the key coloring bad. and stuff so he can like change the color of his suit like it's yeah so cool to, <laughs> and to rachel's point like some of our favorite <laughs> things can't super be quantified because some of our favorite things is just the connections you make yeah. in cosplay just mm-hmm. other oh, cosplayers yeah. that you get to meet from all around the world all around the country uh that it's just different types of skills that everyone has either you know dress making pattern making armor making prop making there's all kinds of different talents mm-hmm. and it's just amazing to see at any convention so yeah like like the first um i think it was it must have been like the second los angeles comic-con that i went to um i did a tank girl costume and Again, from afar, I see this beautiful girl in this amazing leather costume. And, like, I had no idea what the character was, but it was such a fascinating, like, she had these, like, super red contacts in. And so I knew it was, like, some kind of, like, robot thing. But it was uh, my friend Rose Ivy Wallace, who is amazing. She won the Her Universe Fashion Show, I think, three years ago. Oh, wow. And, um... I start. I just I had to talk to her, and I was like, "That's amazing! Like, what is it?" And she's like, "Oh, it's Lady Mechanica. It's this like indie comic, and um, so it's like a steampunk kind of yeah. like, but it's like steampunk mashed with like Victorian kind of mm. look to it." And I was like, "Oh my god! Like, where did you get all this leather?" And she's like, "Oh, I made all of it." And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> "And I was like, you need to be my friend." <laughs> and so yeah so yeah we've been friends ever since then and she has and just taken off like crazy in terms of her skill and talent and um so it's just so that it's great too just to see these people who like started off like very talented and even get like better and better and better over the years and just like watching everyone grow in their skill set and stuff is a really fun part and aspect to it that you kind of don't think about. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I'm definitely in constant awe of like people's skills and just the, um, the many facets facets that they are skilled in. So yeah, some people are very specialized in one thing, but then you have these like jacks of all trades that can do like almost anything. I don't know. I feel like there's some people out there that you put any sort of challenge in front of them. They're just like, yeah, they're basically like Neo from the Matrix. Like, I'm just going to download how to do leatherworking real quick, or yeah. I'm going to download how to make a sword or work with Warbler or something they've never done before, and they just do it perfectly. And I'm like, I hate you, but like, you're awesome. And at the same time, I can't. <laughs> so it was like two days to a week later. It's never like in a normal time frame. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a time lapse, but like the time didn't lapse. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, <anyways>. What? <laughs> Yeah, I definitely, it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely really appreciate you mentioning um, your friend Dave, especially since I'm Southern, and I'm like, that is a true Southern gentleman. I'm like, oh, totally, he totally is. Yeah, it's it was the sweetest, sweetest story. I was like, you are amazing. I love it. <laughs> just, 
never underestimate the value of a please, a thank you, or a genuine compliment. Exactly. Exactly. Like, but like the more, like every time I tell that story, I think about it. I'm like, can you imagine if you were this person and you've, and like, you know, you've kind of probably faded somewhat into obscurity unless like there's someone who's a veteran who's worked on like however many movies. But this was something that like, you know, was totally never done before it was a very strange concept especially for disney to do like a computer movie and it was the first movie to ever use cg elements and they thought like we went to a panel or a screening a long time ago and they said that they didn't even get nominated for any kind of award because they thought that computer generating was cheating because they thought it was like black magic where you just told it what to do and it would do it and that there was literally no human element. It was just computer, make this, render this thing and it would go boop, boop, boop and it would make it like that there was no one behind it spending countless, you know, millions of hours of coding on it. Like they just thought it was magic. And so they didn't even, it didn't get nominated for anything, which even though it was this revolutionary thing that now every, literally everybody uses. So uh yeah it's insane so like thinking back on that and being like these women who probably kind of maybe didn't get their due diligence back in the day because you know people didn't really start appreciating it till later on um getting this sweet letter from someone saying i love you so much and i'm so you know i would love it if you would even take a moment to do this for me and they're probably like oh how sweet like yes of course like so yeah it's like you never you never know like you know what a compliment or you know just taking time to really appreciate someone will get you so be nice to people (laughs) i'm laughing a little bit also because like disney's all about that um cgi black magic now oh Oh, yeah yeah, exactly Exactly. and they're really really good at it now they are they definitely are and yeah yeah, (laughs) and it's i tend to one that's exactly how it went with um the the costume ladies because oh yeah (laughs) cosplayed for like the first time with me i went to um supercon before it turned out to be galaxy con the next year and she spoke to i think it was ryan hearst that was in um that was obi in obi in sons of anarchy Mm -hmm. and so we did a lady rick and morty and my mom to do the eyebrows did um she did ribbon like curling ribbon like okay blue and then glue oh like glued it on her eyebrows and he complimented her eyebrows and she was almost in tears. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> and I was just like, see, see, she just every, she was counting the number of compliments she got and she was beaming <laughs> and she cosplayed with me the next year for, and was um, retired uh, Poison Ivy, not old Poison Ivy, retired. Yeah. And she <laughs> everyone that mistook her for an old lady she was like no, no no i'm just retired she like shook her cane that she's like i don't even need this i could beat you with it <laughs> that's great that's really great <laughs> my mother ladies and gentlemen <laughs> all right so i know we kind of like got off on a lovely little tangent i enjoyed that but um <laughs> we're going to give some very kind of like top level advice to folks either getting into the cosplay community or are just attending conventions where there are cosplayers, what would some of the general guidelines you would want them to know about be? Um, I, I would say cosplay is, uh, and to start out, cosplay the things that you like yeah. because that's the only way it's going to come off as authentic or, you know, you know, like you're going to get to meet people who like the same things as you because 
you're gonna if you they're they're gonna be able to tell that you actually like the thing you're in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a difference between you go, going in a costume that you think people will like, or a costume that you actually like. Yeah. There's a there's a big difference between those things. That's w- where I would start as a mm-hmm. cosplayer, um, and I think you know go in with a open attitude to to people, and I think you're gonna have a good time. I think that's my my first advice for like going to a convention uh, in the cosplay, and mm-hmm. don't be afraid to don't, don't be afraid to do the things you like. I guess. Yeah. And I guess, like, yeah, like, so kind of like what he was saying, because one year I did, um, I did Cammy from Street Fighter. Yeah. Um, and I kind of did that because Chris wanted me to do it. <laughs> Not that I don't like Street Fighter. I used to play it and stuff, but. You would beat I, me up at Street Fighter quite I, a bit. I would, yeah. <laughs> but to me, like, I, like, I much preferred, like, Mortal Kombat back in the day. So I think if I had been more true to, like, what I really like, I would have done, like, a Mortal Kombat character or something. Or, like, just something else in general. Yeah. Um, because, like, people would come up to me and want pictures. And then I was like, what was that? He's like, oh, it was such and such character from Street Fighter. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done this costume. Because <laughs> I really don't know that much about it. But Chris was like, oh, you should do it. It would be really cool. And, like, it did. It, me being selfish. It came out really, really, it really, came cool out really good. And I'm not, like, I'm not saying I'm regretting doing it. Because it was fun. But, yeah, like, I've. There's been like maybe one or two other ones where I just kind of did it because either like I thought I looked like the character again or um, something along those lines. But it really does make a difference if you enjoy it. And um, and then you always get, you know, you never know when you're going to have a really cool opportunity to take a picture with someone else or even like a big group of people that are into what you are into as well. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with him on that. Like make sure you do something you really like. Uh, don't like, don't hesitate to compliment someone on their cosplay. Cause I know yeah. like that was kind of something at the beginning where I was kind of like, you know, a little shy and like, wouldn't know like how to approach someone, but just even if it's in passing, just be like, Hey, I love that. You look great. You look fantastic. Like again, cause you never know like if someone's going to start, you know, a conversation with you and you could make a friend for life. Like, so definitely, yeah. you know, yeah. just be genuinely nice to, I mean, be nice to everyone, but definitely don't feel shy complimenting someone or striking up a conversation with someone yeah. that you see on the floor. Cause it could really mean a lot to them too, especially yeah, if it's with, something that's new to them. So, yeah. Yeah. And with that, like what she was saying, like complimenting someone, cosplayers do a lot of work no matter it's no matter if you buy the costume from somebody or whatever you're putting yourself into that costume you're becoming that character yeah and like as much as maybe cosplayers don't want to say there's a level of like there's a level of attention you want to get from the stuff that you make Mm -hmm. right the stuff that you make or the stuff that you're putting out there so getting a compliment could be a big thing for someone who's just like it might be their one of their first costumes but Mm -hmm. you love it whatever like give them a compliment like you look great today this is this costume is amazing yeah like it it could make someone's day and you could make a like a lifelong friend out of that yeah so yeah and so definitely you know like being kind in general is a big deal with it um obviously you know never make rude comments to anybody about cosplay um because at the same token, like on the same token as like you giving a compliment could make their day like even something small like 
even if you think you're making a joke or something at them, oh, like yeah, that yeah, could yeah. ruin ruin their their day or make them not want to do that ever again. Because that was an experience I had again the first time I ever wore my first cosplay, my core cosplay that I literally threw together. Some someone came on to me and was like, "Oh, you like you don't even have the like the ISO tattoo on your arm," and I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" <laughs> I was like livid. I was like, of all the things that you could possibly have said, like you had to say that. And I was just like, okay, dude, thanks. Like really didn't know what to say. But um, yeah, so just being kind and, um, you know, unless you really know the person, like don't like, don't make any kind of joke about their costume. Even if like you think you're being, you know, funny or whatever but um yeah just be be nice and you know if you again with like the talking to people and stuff like make sure that you're not interrupting them in conversation or if they're being photographed by someone be patient like I understand like if like again if it's something that you're really passionate about and you see them in this costume and you're just like oh my god I have to talk to them like if they're already speaking with someone or if they're in the middle of a photo shoot or something like stand to the side and wait. Like if you, you know, if you're patient enough and you really want to meet that person, it's worth waiting and, you know, taking that moment to kind of pause and be like, okay, but if, if you can't wait, then move along. Like don't, don't just insert yourself into their conversation just because you think they're cool looking or you like them or whatever, because you're probably not going to like the response you get and you can't be mad at them for that because, you know, you interrupted them. So it's, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword, but just, you know, pick your moments and, you know, don't photo snipe. (laughs) That's another big thing too is, you know, like if someone, I had this happen at Comic-Con this year where I had a photographer that I had set up a time to shoot with and was taking a picture of me and I, out of the corner of my eye, I see this dude just snapping away on his phone. And so he's basically like stealing the shot from my photographer. And I was like, come on, man. Like, you just ask or, you know, something or wait until he's done. Like, don't just steal pictures. And then he like, he just literally took pictures and then walked away. And I was like, cool, bro. Like, so there was no connection there. It was just, I'm just going to take a picture of you and leave. And that's always something that I don't really, I mean, I get it to a point, but again, like it's much better if you take a moment and ask the cosplayer, Hey, can I take a picture of you? And then they will pose for you and look amazing. And you'll get a really good picture instead of like a half of side of the face picture or a really like <laughs> frumpy, not great pose looking picture, yeah. like that you're probably going to delete anyway. So just be cognizant. So that's something I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree with all that. Um, yeah. You mentioned kind of like, I guess you, what, I would, I'm going to air quotes this since I realize you can't see me, uh, constructive <laughs> criticism. And I would yes. say that is never okay unless no. like, online or in person, Mm-mm. nine Mm-mm. times out of 10, if we're missing something on our cosplay, we know about it. Oh, yeah. And- yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We and know. we've stared at it for <laughs> probably months up until you got to the well, and it's like, convention. Yeah. Or like, yeah, or we've thought so- about it and been like, no, that'll be stupid or whatever. Or like, no one will notice that. And then they notice it and you're like. <laughs> and you don't yeah. know what happened for them to not have that piece. Maybe exactly. they ran out of funds. Maybe it mm-hmm. broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it just, had, like- I know plenty of cosplayers who go to a convention 
with a with a prop that they've made and then halfway through the day that prop breaks and then it's the main prop that makes their breaks that costume and it's like oh why don't you have this why don't you have the staff it's like i made it it broke uh it's not here anymore it's in my car in three pieces so if you <laughs> or like to glue it back yeah together, or <laughs> or like yeah like so like with like i've had i, f- I forget who i'm like or the situation but i've had someone be like oh why aren't you wearing the heels and i'm like do you want to wear them for however many hours i've worn them yeah. today and walk as many miles as i have oh we had like our, our friend jamie our, our one of our friends jamie he he comes with us to uh, comic con every once in a while and he does an amazing indiana jones like pretty pretty darn good and somebody came up and was like oh those are the wrong boots or something like that and it's like seriously right now like he's like in like the the hat the whip they has the same Literally shirt everything he has like like, all yeah. the like weathering and stuff like that and you're gonna say that it's the wrong boots like it was another and it was another indiana jones cosplayer i believe <laughs> oh so God. it was like come on man you guys got, you gotta like have i don't know it, yeah. you gotta have a tact about that like <laughs> i get you- that there are certain fans that are very sticklers for detail mm-hmm. or whatever it is but it does come off it it's almost always going to come off as rude mm-hmm. unless yeah. they are specifically asking you for feedback on what their costume yes. is and it's never it's okay never okay to just be like <laughs> oh that's doesn't look right oh this doesn't look look, look your wig is have blah, a filter blah. between like, okay. your brain and your mouth and don't say it <laughs> if you yeah. can please filter yes yeah, yeah. please filter i'm <laughs> So I learned a thing about photo sniping um, because I didn't know that's what you called it, but that happens way too frequently for words. Um, Yeah. So what are different types of photography aside from the the photo sniping, obviously, that happen kind of at conventions and with cosplay in general? Well, one of the bigger things, too, is uh, with photo sniping is pretty bad because you're you're taking time away from a photographer and their subject a little bit. the other thing I would say is don't take pictures of cosplayers when they're resting. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of times when you're in a cosplay all day, you've been wearing this wig, wearing this coat all day, these armors all day. And all you want to do is eat lunch or whatever, sit down for a little bit, not have to pose. Um, mm-hmm. That, that comes into play a lot. There's a lot of people who don't understand cosplay and conventions that are very, you know, I mean, and I get it. They're casual attendees like they've Mm -hmm. come from a long way just to go walk around and see cosplayers Mm -hmm. or whatever it is and they'll see something interesting just snap a pic and that cosplayer is like in a deadpool costume with his mask off eating a chicken sandwich like yeah (laughs) come on man like that guy clearly is not ready for you to take a picture of him yeah like there's girls in their anime costumes they've had their kimono or whatever thing on all day they take it off it's like half like half the costume on and they're eating noodles like come on man let let them eat let them rest yeah um and that's one that i'm like i don't get why people do that like that's not a good picture why would you show who are you showing that picture to yeah (laughs) you know yeah Uh, like i said it's like you know like i you know i've already said it before but it's like if you if you like a costume enough you can respect that person just as much as you would 
by giving them the compliment of wanting to take a picture of them, you can respect them enough to let them have their space and come back later. Like, you know, they will most likely be there or in the vicinity and you will probably see them again. Like you just have to, you know, use some common sense because yeah, like, or I've had people, you know, where like you just have to kind of look around and like, if the person is like, they have part of their costume off or they're adjusting something or they're eating or whatever, just don't ask them for a picture because like there's so many times where like, I understand like, you know, like it's a, it is a compliment that you're saying that you, you like my costume enough that you want a picture. But like the fact that like I'm eating. So that means if I want, if I want to give you this picture, I have to put down what I'm eating. I probably have to like put four or five things back on, take things off and pose. And then I have to, and then take everything back off to go back to eat again. Like it's just, you know, it's, it's awkward because, you know, a lot of times we don't want to say no to you. So we'll do it, but it's, it's an inconvenience. And, you know, just knowing that is, you know, a big deal sometimes. So just being aware (laughs) of that. If the wig has been snatched or the eyelashes have been snatched, please don't ask for a picture. If the the heels are off, there's no going back. It's just not happening. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's one thing like self-awareness uh, just the awareness, situational Which awareness. Which isn't, it's hard for geeks sometimes. It, it is, is. It is. We're socially awkward people, but <laughs> there's still, you know. There's a certain level of situa- situational <laughs> awareness you have to have yeah. with with cosplay and how they want to present themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think then, the, oh, sorry. I was going to say, okay. I think one of the main ones is that we are not those characters. Yes. That we're cosplaying. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's tough too, because like some some people have that about them. They they can't separate um reality from what their like de- not desire, but what their interests are. Right. And they talk to you as if you're the character. And I would love to be in character all the time and be able to interact that way. I personally I cannot. There are certain cosplayers who can. I know that, like, personally, our friend Chad is very good at being in character and knowing his characters very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's a cosplayer named um, Darth Lexi who is in character pretty much all the time when she's in, in there. Uh, I think your friend who does the... Um, uh, Cal. Yes, Cal, who does the... Uh, good Burger. Good Burger, and he does Fresh Prince. He's in character for oh, he's all real the time. good. He's really great. He's amazing. Um, but not all cosplayers are like that. Some people just like the aesthetic. They don't. Maybe they don't even know how to do the voice or like all the lines and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough because sometimes people do have that personality or a thing that they can't separate themselves from trying to interact with you as a character. But try to keep in mind that not everybody will know every single thing about that character. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I guess, like, because you were kind of asking, like, what the different, like, photography things are. Um, uh, So basically, like, a lot of times, like, I mean, there's photography, just like the casual stuff of people taking pictures of you. But then, like, as you get more, like, advanced in your cosplay, you might want, like, to have, like, really nice pictures done. Um, So that was the the hard thing for me, um, you know starting out was when I did want to have really nice pictures, like knowing, you know, what to do, because I would see, you know, these people taking pictures of conventions, and you're like, okay, I don't know if like, this is a scheduled photo shoot, or 
if it's, you know, sometimes I would just see like people with really nice cameras asking people if they can take pictures of them. Um, and then, you know, I don't know if like they want payment for it or if they're just doing it to be nice. And so it is like it's a hard thing to navigate sometimes when you're first starting out because if you're not familiar with the photographers and how they, you know, how they do their thing, you don't know. So there are some photographers that just are like they might be like a media person and they're like that's their job is to take pictures of you um because they need content for whatever they're doing so those kinds of people sometimes they want you to seek them out and be like hey i'm in this costume do you want a picture of it and they'll be like yeah totally and then they might send you one or two of the pictures um then there's also like photographers who just they just do it because they love it like john york who is an amazing photographer and he's such a sweet person and john york shout out Shout out. Shout out to York in a box. <laughs> York in a box, yes. Um, there are people like that too who are, do it out of the kindness of their hearts and just because they, you know, they love the geeks and the fandom. And so they will take time out to do that. Um, and especially with those people, you know, you need to be extremely respectful of them and their time um, because they aren't getting paid for it. Um, you can always, you know, ask them if there's a way that you can donate to them or if they have like a Ko-Fi or a Patreon or if they're I'm never just, sure if it's Ko-Fi or just coffee. Or I know they, whatever. They, yeah. I'm, I'm, this is just I've heard grandma. both ways. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, you know, at any rate, like there might be a way for you to give them like a tip or something. But a lot of times they don't really want it. Like I've had a couple people who have like actually done full sh- photo shoots with me. And I've offered, like, which I think you always should do if someone, like, actually gives you a proper photo shoot and there hasn't been some kind of money negotiation, always offer something. Offer food. Offer, you know, offer some form of payment because even though they may say, oh, no, it's fine, it's always really, you know, it's appreciated that you cared enough to recognize that they're taking time out to photograph you. They're going to be editing these pictures, which also takes a fair amount of time and, um, you know, and then sending them to you. And so, you know, and a lot of times like that is what some of these people do for a living. So it's nice if you at least offer offer something to them. But if they are going to do it for free, you know, if there's a line, respect the line, like wait in the line and don't get mad if, you know, this person decides to shoot with someone else and not you because it's not your decision. It's not, you know, it's not your time. Yeah. It's their time. And so if you, you know, just be respectful um, and, you know, if they don't get to you, they don't get to you. You just kind of have to realize that that might be a situation that happens. So if you really, really want good pictures and you can't afford it, um, you know, is you just kind of have to, you know, pick your battles. But if you, you know, want to take the time and do it, like just ask a photographer that you see, or if you see someone you like on Instagram that you've admired, like send them a message and say, Hey, what are your rates? Like, and sometimes they'll have like really reasonable things for even just yeah. like an hour to shoot with them. Um, like our friend, Justin Davison photography, I would highly recommend he does like con packages for like 50 bucks and he will really give you all of his time and devotion. And he will like, if you just send him a message and say, Hey, this is my character. He'll research the character. He'll like give you tips on how to pose. Like he really, he's a very, very sweet guy. And and that's one thing that's underrated is like, if you, uh, especially since I, I do photography and stuff like that. Now, like if you message me in advance of a show, 
if I, I mean, I'm not, I don't have the following that probably York and some of these other photographers have, but I would say a majority of photographers, if you message them in advance and be like, Hey, what is your policy on like con photos? They'll explain to you what they do. Yeah. They're either a, a costume photographer that's just walking around. You just have to catch them uh, when you see them, which totally makes sense. They're very popular photographers or they have a space that they set up all the time and just be like, Hey, come by during this time. It's usually kind of slow or whatever. They'll tell you when to come by or, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then there are photographers like Justin and I do this a little bit too, is if you tell me what character you're going to do, I'll look up that character so that I kind of know what the basis of that character is so that Mm -hmm. I know what kind of feel you're going to try to go for. Mm -hmm. And Um, then they'll, they'll like, not only that, like, cause they'll figure out like what, you know, like with Justin, he has a lot of equipment that he brings with him to these conventions. And so he'll pick out colored gels that will look good with the color scheme of your costume. He will like, sometimes he has smoke in a can that he can bring to do smoke effects for your costume. Like (laughs) he, like he's, he's dedicated and he's a cosplayer as well. He did this amazing, like he's one of those people who will like, you know, Neo it and be like, I'm going to learn this skill to do this (laughs) costume. So he learned how to do leather working to make this amazing hiccup costume. And, um, he's won, I believe a few costume contests with that. And he's done like, he's done Voldemort. He's done, um, like I know he wants to do a little shop of horrors one when he wants to learn how to do like animatronics for that, which is really amazing. Um, but yeah. And like, and so like I said, and he has really reasonable rates and most of the time, like if he's excited about what you're shooting and you're excited, like he'll, he'll take extra time and really, you know, give you tips and, you know, things that are really invaluable for someone who's just starting out. Um, so I highly recommend him, but really just, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. Um, social media is such a great thing, especially Instagram for photography. Um, and you know, just ask them what their rates are and just don't ever assume that someone will just shoot with you for free. Because again, like if they're any kind of professional and even if they are just starting out, you know, it's, it's very much needed in you know our time right now to offer something for that because their time is worth something just like your time is worth something so yeah <laughs> no absolutely all excellent points that i'm really glad you went over we talked kind of about book shoots so you book a shoot what's kind of the etiquette around that as a as the cosplayer as well as like maybe a photographer outside of that or the photographer themselves Well, I think with a book shoot, uh, you're guaranteeing yourself time, right? So you're guaranteeing yourself that time. You're guaranteeing yourself some images, but you also have to bring the inspiration. So as as a photographer with a book shoot, you're guaranteeing that I am not going to pay attention to anything else but you as a subject. Mm -hmm. So that's the big advantage of a book shoot is that I am for this amount of time, either 15 minutes, half hour, an hour, I'm shooting with you and you alone. On the other side of that is come with ideas. Sometimes like as a photographer and a nerd, I know a lot about a lot of fandoms, but there are definitely a lot of fandoms I don't know. So if you're going to come and book something with me for 30 minutes and it's an anime that I've never watched before, it's going to be a little more difficult for me to figure out how to fill that time with a bunch of different poses Mm -hmm. rather than just different camera angles or whatever. 
Um, so if you're going to book uh, something, have a general like idea of what you want to shoot, what, what poses you want to do, what emotion you're trying to get across with that character, what the motivation of that character is. That helps your photographer a ton uh, to get the most out of your shoot. Yeah, because sometimes, like like I said, there's people like Justin who do know a lot about your character or will try to learn about your character, but they're still going to ask you, like, you know, so is this character funny? Are they angry? Are they, you know, this, that, the other thing? Like, um, and you need to, you know, you need to have at least something to go off of uh, for them. Um, and there's going to be some photographers that take amazing pictures, but they do not know how to give you any kind of <laughs> way to pose or anything they're just gonna be like okay give me another one okay give me another one okay give me another one and you have to have that like because you know as much as you want them to you know give you you know what to do there's like they will have some ideas but they you know there are going to be people who need you to give them a lot more than they're going to give you in terms of direction so yeah knowing um and even it, it could be as simple as you know just like they could do you can look up like if you're going to be spider-man for instance just start like looking at like either your comics or you know look at you know images online and pick some of your favorite like things and you know depending on how flexible you are like try to practice some of those poses so that you can you know have them ready when you're there and know that you know or practice stuff in the mirror too like it sounds silly but just yeah. like knowing you know like your eye contact or where you want you know your focus to be is a very you know it's a very big part of doing the sets and stuff so yeah just as much as they need to be prepared you need to be prepared with like you know what you want out of that time that you have with them because then it's going to help you both in the long run like you're going to get the images that you want and you know and yeah, they're going to the be happy has a too, good idea so. of what to, how, how to get you there yeah exactly yeah. so have you ever looked at some of your older pictures and been like oh i have learned a lot <laughs> oh yes <laughs> oh yeah I, I look at oh yeah i look at a lot of my older pictures from other conventions that i'm like i don't know what this character is i just want to take a picture of it and I asked them to take a picture and I have no idea how to pose them or they're <laughs> really framed oddly or the exposure is just wrong just because like I'm technically not as sound as I am now. Um, yeah, like there's a big difference between, you know, doing it. And if you, you know, on the other side, if you're a photographer who wants to get into it, uh, into photography, you know, conventions are a wonderful way to start um, because there are a bunch of subjects who are willing to get pictures with you or have pictures taken of them and a lot of them like rachel and like like you there are people who know how to pose to have great costumes have great uh presence about themselves so it makes your pictures better when your models are like that so mm -hmm. you know conventions are a great way to practice and i think that was the how i kind of got into it too is that i just wanted to start getting images back that made people look like the character or got across what that character was going to is supposed to be and you know as i kept practicing that 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 got better and better and so yeah like looking at older image i barely post anything over two or three years old for the most part because it's a totally different aesthetic now like mm -hmm. now that i actually do editing and stuff like that too they're totally different than 
even pictures I took last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely look at pictures uh, back in the day. And I'm like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. know what I was doing. <laughs> Do you look at your older cosplay, like pictures of you and I mean, I think about myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, like, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, oh my God, like, I'm such a good model, but like, (laughs) I, uh, I think I have an advantage that I, since a young age, I was a dancer and I was used to being on stage and performing and stuff. So, like, I, I have that spatial awareness for the most part. And I did do a little bit of modeling before I started cosplaying. And I'm not saying that's something that you have to have, but I mean, it does help at least somewhat to, um, you know, kind of know, you know, like I said, practicing and looking in a mirror and stuff like that and having some spatial awareness is a really good thing to have. But yeah, I definitely, you know, there's, there were costumes back in the day where like, again, like either I didn't research enough into, you know, things that they did or poses that looked good with that character so it was a lot of like hips hands on hips and like (laughs) you know just like oh this makes me look kind of sassy and powerful but really has nothing to do with this costume um (laughs) but yeah like so there's a difference between just making yourself look good and making the character look good and look appropriate so um yeah it's definitely it's definitely a learning curve there uh for sure um but it's gonna be like that with anything you do so yeah (laughs) nothing to be ashamed of you just gotta learn (laughs) yeah i have it written down as a note um from something we were talking about earlier it's just like each each convention is a learning experience each photo shoot like you get it back you're like well that's not a that's not a good angle for me i should not do that again and Mm -hmm. then on the yeah. other side, that's a fantastic angle for me. Let's like mental like no yeah. Exactly. That's my good side right there. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that, that one has way too many chins. <laughs> well, that's the same thing with, with photography. There's optimal angles for people like and bad angles for people. Then then there's editing that you can do. Like this is one thing that, you know, I've learned as I've gone along. I don't know that I've made this mistake. Maybe I have, but like reading about it, there are a lot of like people of color cosplayers that get pictures back and they'll get edited in the same way that Whoa. you have for a traditionally Caucasian cosplayer. And the colors are blown out, their skin color is wrong and all that stuff. And you, as a photographer, we need to be sensitive about that. We need to know that we have the skill to take pictures of any ethnicity, any skin color and actually bring that part of them out like instead of you know there are pictures that you get back and i've seen some horror stories just online of like people getting stuff out and their their skin's just blown out it's too bright it's not the skin tone that they are and you know it's a a tragic story because some people don't know that they're doing that you know and also you know there are people of different you know there's ways to photograph different body types different people and make them look fantastic in any 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 aspect so like you kind of have to learn those skills and you make those mistakes and then go back and look at the pictures and be like hey okay i can do this better i can do this angle them this way do light this way all that type of stuff and just be better as you go along you're going to make those mistakes as you as you go along but hopefully you continue to learn from them and not just be stuck in your way i guess well definitely if you see someone that's maybe good at maybe where you're weak or those skills that you are lacking at that point, feel free to ask. Uh, I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. 
it never hurts to ask either another cosplayer or another photographer, like, how did you do that? You did such a good job with that. How? Yeah. Are you, can you help me on that? And then either they can't help you right then, maybe they have no interest in it. More t- nine times out of 10, they are more than willing to help and will offer you some tips on it. And um, that's just part of the learning and collaborative experience and something I love about the cosplay community personally. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I've, I've had that experience with photographers and we talked about our friend Justin. He's been a huge help to me because one of my weak points is still, you know, flash and, and all that type of stuff, like exterior lighting. I'm, I'm not our external lighting set instead of natural lighting. I'm not super strong in that, but having someone come and help you out, teach you like, Hey, this goes here. This is what this is called or whatever. That sort of thing will really help you out. And I think, you know, the community in general has been really good about that. Mm -hmm. You know, cosplayers hopefully usually are helping each other out. Like there are techniques out there that are really, really good. People put out tutorials or whatever it is, they'll point you to someone who can be a resource for that sort of thing. Yeah. So like if there's a cosplayer that you really admire in terms of like their modeling ability, like, you know, there, it's a good way to learn. Um, and or like or a photographer that you really really admire and you want to get better at photography just like maybe ask you know like could I come along to a photo shoot or something like that because like that's basically what Chris ended up doing was our friend Justin uh I wanted him to take some pictures of my Captain Marvel and uh he want he was like you know I you know I want I'd rather actually do it in a studio this time because I actually like have space in my house for a studio now. Um, so I have all the lighting set up yeah. and I have backgrounds and stuff. And, and Chris was like, Oh cool. Like, would it be okay if I came along and you could give me like some tips on how to do like lighting and stuff? And he was like, Oh yeah, totally. So it was like, it was a workshop for me in, you know, the, you know, in the, you know, the modeling aspect. And then it was also a workshop for him to kind of see, you know, the behind the scenes of like how to get certain lighting effects and stuff. And he got some really great shots um, just from kind of like yeah. experimenting and and get, like him giving him tips on, you know, things like that. So and I, I've never done it, but it would I think it would actually be really cool to do that as a cosplayer with another cosplayer that I think is really great at posing and stuff is just going and watching what they do and like seeing how they, you know, for each shot, how they maneuver their body or like how they, you know, how they do facial expressions or something like that. And just like observing because, you know, as long as you get permission and you're not just like, I'm just going to creep on this photo shoot real quick, (laughs) which I've had people do uh, like literally just no, no camera in hand. Just like, I'm just going to stare creepily at you while while you're getting your photos done. (laughs) It's that's something um, me and Zan actually saw yeah. <laughs> for firsthand at Long Beach Comic Con. Yeah. Which was yeah. Uh, not okay. <laughs> no, no. But like, so ask permission, obviously. But like, it's really like most of the time, like, like I said, as long as you're nice and you're explaining why you want to, like, I'm sure like people would be down to let you like come along to something like that and, you know, just see how a more professional shoot goes. And like I said, stuff like that is it's really invaluable. And, you know, as like a person who I kind of sometimes I wish that I'd actually taken modeling classes or something like that. You know, I took a lot of dance, but there's there's definitely a different skill set in posing and like staying still for long periods of time and stuff like that, that I didn't really get (laughs) until now. Um, So yeah, you know, you gotta go to school for yourself and figure things out. (laughs) 
definitely one of the things I learned um, was that you can get sore from posing for oh, photographs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, if you're like a Wolverine cosplayer or, you know, anyone who has to grimace a lot in their photos, you're going to have a lot of sore muscles in your face Yeah. Uh, later yeah. on in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sore arms for certain things or holding certain props. Like If you're but, a Spider-Man yeah. cosplayer, you're going to need a stretch. Make sure you're, the, you're real limber those all day. quads and hammies going because you're going to be <laughs> squatting all day long. <laughs> yep. Don't overdo it, guys. Like, trust your body. If your body's telling you to stop, you need to stop. <laughs> or you need to get up and stretch or do something. Yeah. But don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Definitely know your limits. Um, yes. A recommendation on the Spidey suits, at least any of those printed suits. Uh, from experience, it's really difficult to use your phones. And then mm-hmm. also, if you want to try and hang from anything, use some of that was like puff paint or something on your hands so you have actually something to grip. Yes. So that you don't just suddenly like fling off of whatever your like whatever bar you think you're cool and hanging off of, even if you are like a gymnast. And yep. you don't that have happened any in my Catwoman costume. I was trying to like hang off of a railing that I had no business hanging off of. And it wasn't even that high off the ground, but I like just lost my footing for half a second and my hand slipped and I still have a scar on my hand from the burn that I got from my suit. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So yeah, (laughs) be careful. Even if you think like, oh, I got this, like be careful. Be extra careful. (laughs) Physics will win every time. Every time. That coefficient of friction. Yeah, <laughs> don't mind me. Um, I did want to ask, what's your favorite part of um, photography with uh, photographing cosplayers as well as being the photographed as a cosplayer? Um, I guess my favorite thing, and I, I think other photographers will photographers will attest to this, is when you nail a shot and like it's it comes out exactly how it looked in your brain, because that's a lot more difficult than it sounds. Uh, there you you see a cosplayer you kind of know what to how to pose them or how you want them to pose sometimes the light is wrong sometimes you're in the wrong spot at the convention center sometimes you just sometimes the cosplayer doesn't know and no fault to them it may be their first time in that costume they might not be able to pose the way that you tell them to do it either because physically they're restricted because of the costume or they've never posed before or whatever myriad of reasons right like when you nail that perfect shot and you look at your screen you're like oh my god that's exactly what i wanted that's my favorite part of photography and you get that i mean i'm i'm starting to learn how to get that more and more um and it's a lot more fun when you nail that shot and like or just uh, and also like second to that is seeing the reaction when you show a picture to a cosplayer like just hearing them go, oh my god, that's awesome! I love that shot. Like you know, yes. that's that's one of my favorite interactions. That's you know, I want to, as a photographer, I always want to do a finished product that not only I like, but the subject that's in the image loves as well. I, I will always want to deliver that to a person. So like to share that joy that we created something, I think that's my favorite part of of photography in general. I don't know if Rachel is the same, like. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's <laughs> nodding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to shift gears a little bit. We kind of talked about um, doing book shoots, but how would you say you're interested in a new photographer or photographer you admire? 
um, how would you vet them as a, if you haven't worked with them, you don't know anyone that's worked with them or um, they're just relatively mysterious and new, but you want to work with them, you think? Um, well, I would look at the images that they take on Instagram, make sure that you can verify that those are images that mm-hmm. that person took. Um, there are instances where some photographers, I mean, I, I don't know of it a specific thing, but there are some photographers who have taken images from other people and uh, displayed them as their own. You know, try to ask around to your other photographer friends if they know uh, that person or whatever, or or just mm-hmm. try to see, like, you know, generally what their work is like. Um, just to try to get a sense. And if you do want to book with that person, uh, I still, you know, reach out. But if you're going to book with them, make sure that you bring someone with you. Yeah. That is a private shoot or a studio shoot. Definitely, definitely bring someone with you if you don't know them very well. Um, And any good photographer is going to allow you to bring a guest. Oh, yeah. You're never, you should never, ever go to a photographer who has to have you go alone. Especially if you're a girl. Yeah. Just saying. And if it's a male, like, because a lot, and there's sometimes like that they'll contact you. And that could be really flattering for, you know, someone if you're just starting out and they're like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. And like, I'd love to take pictures of you and blah, blah, blah. And then like when you try to book the shoot, they're like, oh, no, no, I don't allow anyone else to come. It's like, no, no, bro. Like, yeah, never, never go alone. <laughs> that's if you're some doing skeevy, that skeevy stuff right there. So, yeah, don't definitely be safe um, overall uh, in whatever you're going to do. And um, yeah, make sure. Yeah, definitely make sure you bring someone with you. Um, yeah. Also, like, it doesn't hurt to, um, like, if, again, if it's, like, a photographer that you're not super familiar with and you don't know anyone who shot with them. Um, actually, one of my friends who is, like, a professional model, she said, like, sometimes she'll just, like, she'll see whoever's tagged in the picture and she'll just click on it and message them and be like, hey, what's it like working with this person? Yeah. Because, like. Cause she's said she's gotten out of some pretty like bad shoots or bad situations. Cause like she'll message them like, Oh no, man, that was a terrible experience. Or like he hit on me and it was weird or something. And she's like, Oh wow. Like, I'm really glad I know that because like, yeah. cause she's had her fair share of that too. Cause of like, you know, sometimes just the nature of like the cosplay that you want to do or the stuff that you're into, there could be like really skeevy people, unfortunately. And, um, you know, as with anything, there's good people and there's really, really bad people. And, yeah. And that's a, yeah. that's a really good tip to if yeah. you see their photos on Instagram, you like them. Uh, you don't know who they who that photographer is. Message the model. Yeah. Yep. Ask, ask for yeah. ask for third party stories of that photographer yeah. and, see, and just see what the review is. Yeah. And like yeah. like it, you shouldn't feel weird or ashamed or anything, you know, just be straight up and you know, write them a nice message saying like, Hey, like, I'm sorry to bother you, but I, you know, really enjoyed this, you know, photo shoot you did. I would really like to know more about the photographer because I'm just a little bit hesitant to work with them. And, you know, I feel like anyone is going to be, you know, as long as they're nice, they're going to be like, Oh yeah, you know, this, that, or another thing. And they'll be happy to inform you. So, you know, the biggest thing is like, and I totally get this because, you know, I have a social anxiety and, um, so, that's been something that's been hard for me to do, especially with photographers and stuff like there, I won't name them, but there was this photographer that I like really, really wanted to work with. Um, cause I had really admired his stuff. And, um, uh, I, and I was, it was always really hard for me to like get up the courage to like say something or ask for a photo shoot. 
with them um, just because they always seemed so busy and stuff like that. Um, so I did end up booking with them. At, finally, I, you know, messaged them and booked a shoot and I really enjoyed it and I liked the pictures and stuff. But um, in like there are some photographers who I almost feel like they like maybe they don't intend to do it, but they they kind of you know, they come off as elitist in some respects. Um, again, some people are that way and some people are just, maybe they come off that way. Um, cause they're just comfortable with certain models. Yeah. Um, and they've worked with them so much that they just like have a relationship or whatever. But, um, there are like, it's kind of, there's, I've had situations where I felt like, you know, I've done a really good job on my cosplay. I wish that they would take a picture of me. I know they're taking pictures of other models probably and not charging them. And because they're, you know, more popular or more attractive or whatever. And sometimes that is just how certain photographers are and it sucks. But, you know, where, you know, maybe you think that like, oh, you know, it doesn't get better than this photographer or you know, I really wish so-and-so would work with me there's always someone just as good, if not better. And someone who is, you know, much more open and honest and nice about it. And, um, where you don't feel so much like you're what you're wasting their time or you're taking up their time. Um, and so like never, never feel bad if, you know, there's, you're just not connecting with that photographer because, Sometimes they have an attitude and it sucks that that happens, but I have run into that a few times. I've even had photographers who I have asked them for a photo shoot. I've asked them for their rates. I've agreed to the rates and then they just literally never talk to me again because they only work with certain models. And like I said, it really does suck that there are people like that, but don't get discouraged if that is something that you face. Um, Just know that, you know, just kind of, you know, just brush it off and be like, you know what, like that person's just not for me. Like, yeah, I like their photography, but it's not worth you feeling uncomfortable or, you know, bad about yourself uh, just to get a good picture because there's always going to be someone better and someone who's, you know, just generally nicer and more fun to work with because that's what it should be. It should be a fun experience. It's unfortunate that it sounds like there's ghosting even in like, it's not like you're dating, but it's almost like you're dating. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I definitely always think it's, um, it's okay. And it's, I should be encouraged that say a photographer gives me rates. And at that time, like that's a little out of my price range. I can be like, I love your work. You know, maybe next time I really appreciate you, you know, providing me these rates. There's polite ways to be like, no, I don't want to work with you. Yeah, or, exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't just go, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah. someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I've heard, and I've heard people, I've heard photographers say that where they, you know, the, people get like all pissy with them. And I've heard people get that, I have heard that some people get pissy with John York, which really hurts my heart because he's such a sweet me person. Too. But that they get pissy and they're like, well, you took a picture with so and so, you didn't take a picture of me or this, that, and the other thing. Or like, why, why did you let them go ahead of me and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, like, you got to know, like, that these people are doing it for free, you know, or like, if they're like, oh, you're charging, why would why would I ever pay for pictures? It's like, because this is their job. This is what they do for money. Like, you know, it's there. Like I said, there's always going to be people that will do it for free, but they're probably not going to invest as much time and you may not see those pictures. 
like at least with a paid shoot, you know that they're putting in effort and they're going to give you those pictures because you paid for it. Yeah. You know, that's the ultimate thing. It's like you get what you pay for and you really do like in terms of, you know, with anything like if you like I've known people who are like, yeah, I'll make you that prop, but there's no money exchanged. And so you're like, but are you really going to make it like <laughs> Like, that's what I've had to learn in my life in general is that, like, unless you have money up front and you give it to them and you say, please make me this thing and there's an exchange of funds, like, you don't know for sure if that person is ever going to follow through on that. Like, (laughs) as much as you hope they will or wish they will, it may not ever transpire. And I've done photo shoots where the person won't accept money and I never see those pictures. So you just got to kind of know that that might yeah. be a thing that happens. It's like, yeah, like they're offering to do it for free, but what's the motivation there for them to give you what you want out of that situation? Yeah. You know, it's sad, but sometimes you got to think about that, you know, <laughs> just like we as cosplayers are under no obligation to shoot with anyone. Mm-hmm. If yeah. we don't want to um, photographers that aren't getting paid for their time are under no obligation to shoot with you um, or shoot, in a, or get you photos back in a certain time period mm-hmm. or get them back at a certain like level of quality. And it's just a lesson and hate shouldn't be thrown around because of it. Everyone has different preferences. <clears throat> yeah. It's, I find it very interesting. You're talking about just your interactions with photographers and at Long Beach comic-con, I did two drastically different cosplays on each of the day. Yeah. And it was very interesting to see who wanted to shoot with me on one of those days and who, and how mm-hmm. it was like crickets the next day. Yeah. And I love both characters. Yeah. And I think personally, that's my own kind of like litmus test is um, on the level of like some, some photographers. And I get it. Like the muse isn't there and the inspiration isn't there. I totally get that. But if you're also my friend and you still want to shoot with me when I'm like the dude of the beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've done it now too. I know. I know that feel girl. <laughs> Beard ladies, beard lady friends. Yep. <laughs> yep. I've done the dude thing now, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, you've done the Klaus with the beard and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's it's interesting to see how, you know, people are after a certain aesthetic. So, yeah, that's why I was saying, like, pay attention to what pictures they take. Because maybe you're in a costume that they don't know how to take pictures of. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're constantly pay, taking pictures of just anime characters and a specific type of anime character mm-hmm. and you're cosplaying like the stranger things maybe don't go to that photographer because <laughs> they might not know how to shoot you i, yeah, I don't know it's yeah. it, every every photographer is different obviously everyone has different skills but there are certain aesthetics that some photographers will go after and that's all that they shoot so just kind of, you know, that's the situational awareness of like, hey, this is the kind of things they want to shoot. And this is the kind of thing they're comfortable with making. Like you, if your aesthetic fits that aesthetic, try to go for it for sure. Yeah. But yeah, in the end, you'll get better pictures back. Yeah. If someone's like enthusiastic about your cosplay. Yeah, exactly. And your yeah. character. I know we kind of mentioned a few red flags, such as if someone says, oh, no, you can't bring anyone with you to this photo shoot. Are there any other ones that are worth mentioning as well? Ooh, um, uh, I mean, I guess just general vibes, you know, like if they're overly, overly oddly flirtatious, like they're constantly like, I mean, compliment is a compliment. 
compliment their your construction of your costume, compliment the makeup that you've done today, all that type of stuff. But there's a certain line that gets crossed sometimes where they're overly familiar too quickly. Mm-hmm. That does yeah. make me give me a sort of a red flag. I know that there are people that are, you know, very outgoing, very, you know, very out, up upfront about like how how they speak to people and stuff like that. But it it'll be up to your comfort level of what you're willing to let them <laughs> say about you that would let you like give you that red flag, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cuz there are definitely certain people that, you know, they might cross uh, they may not it may not cross a line per se, but they may just make you feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. by the end of the shoot. And yeah. that's not okay either. Yeah. Well, I've definitely I mean, luckily I've had you know, mostly positive experiences with photographers. Um, really, luckily, haven't had, and I think it probably helps because most of them know that I'm married. <laughs> but um, sometimes, sometimes not necessarily that either. But um, I have had, I've had one. I definitely have had one bad experience in terms of like being shot at a convention where um, someone first asked nicely if they could take pictures of me and then just started barking orders at me of like ways that I needed to pose for them. And like, Oh, you got, he got the worst pictures of me because I, my face was giving him like, what the face? I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I thought I was going to be the the problem. uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, I I have a sailor's mouth. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It definitely was giving him nasty looks. Let's say that. Um, yeah, I was not not giving him anything to work with because like I just, you know, you you'd think that people know how to talk to people, but it was just like, I don't know. It's like he was tr- like it's like he wanted to get something across to me that he for some reason couldn't articulate. So he was just like, no, stand like this. And I was just like, like, really? Like, say please, you know, say, you know, something, but don't, like, yell at me. Like, <laughs> it was just the weirdest situation. And so, like, d- like I said, definitely didn't get very good pictures of me. And, like, I did, I had seen him again at another convention and he was, so I don't know if it was just that day he was in a bad mood or something. But, like, that's definitely not the way you get people to shoot with you. And then, um, oh, you know what? I just thought of another really good thing for photographers um so i i had a situation at um again i'm not going to use cause or i'm not going to use the photographer's name because i don't want to i don't want to call anybody out um but i had a situation where a photographer had requested that i shoot with him and i had shot with him at one other convention before so i knew that he took good pictures yeah um and he's a little bit of an awkward person (laughs) let's just say that um very um very much like maybe even more socially awkward than me and um but for the most part again if they're not being creepy or weird or like overly sexual or whatever it's fine um i just i know that they're you know especially in our community there's a lot of people who just kind of don't you know understand how to interact with people but a little um, socially awkward there's people that are going to be like that yeah and so i try to be you know like i said i always try to be nice first unless you give me a reason to not be nice to you um so Unfortunately, he had asked me um, if he could shoot me in a specific costume, and I said yes. And so we set up a time that we were going to meet. And when I get to this shoot, I'm basically ambushed with, oh, you're going to be shooting with this other model. And this was not said to me 
And anyway, in yeah. any conversation was this said to me that this was going to be the situation. Um, and then also he basically kind of yelled at me because he was like, I was wearing my Iron Spider costume and I didn't have the legs with me because they'd kind of gotten messed up at the last convention that I had gone to and I just didn't have the time to repair them. So I and I didn't make any promises that I would have them. I just said I'm wearing this costume. So like and he never once said like, oh, are you going to have the legs with you? I just said I'm wearing this costume. So I had the suit and I had the wig um, and everything, but I didn't have the legs. And he was like angry that I didn't have the legs. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like I again, this was not communicated to me that this was all you wanted to do, you know. So it was just like right from the get go. It was really weird that I was like, okay, I'm giving you my time because you requested a shoot with me. And you're not paying me for this. I'm not paying you. So there needs to be an amount of decorum here and civility <laughs> to this in order for this to work. And so I was like, okay, whatever. Like I'll, you know, I'll, I'll still take a couple pictures or whatever. But he basically, it's like he had this vision in his head of like, he wanted us to do this like mock fight scene together. But then like, had it in his own brain and just expected us to have reached inside yeah, his brain and to know what this thing was that he wanted. And we're both just staring at each other. Like, I don't know what's happening here. Like, I don't, I really like, she obviously was ambushed as well. He didn't tell her this either. And they'd never met before. Either. Yeah. And it she, and like, I felt so bad. I felt more yeah. bad for her because yeah, she had never met him before. And like a he, yeah, it was, Oh man, it was pretty awkward. Um, so I, I finally, I, you know, I just kind of finally just spoke up for myself and was like, okay, you need to be more articulate about this. Cause I only have like this much patience left for this. Cause you had asked me to come here and I don't know what you're trying to have me do. And I was not told that you're, I was going to work with her. And she, I can tell like she obviously wants her own pictures too. And that's what you told her you were going to give her. So just wrap this up and take the pictures of her because, you know, I just knew that like, it's like yeah. he had this weird thing in his head that he was not able to get across. And I think he finally kind of like snapped out of it and was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll do this, this and this. And so we finally did whatever and it was fine. But um, <laughs> in the end, like he, we he did shoot a little bit with just me and i think i got like one picture back from that and like that was it i never saw any of the ones that i took with her and like yeah it was it was so weird and then i kind of i did i made a point of messaging him after that and being like hey that wasn't okay and sometimes you have to do that like you need to because sometimes like they're maybe they're kind of amateur and they don't know that like that was a bad but i feel like when someone messes up like that, you really need to say something and speak yeah. up for yourself because it's not okay to do something like that to someone. So as a photographer, yeah, like if you, if that's something you want to do, that needs to be communicated to all parties. You need to ask the co like the cosplayer you're working with, the other person, you need to make sure they're both cool with you doing this, so that it's okay with them. You can't just ambush them with, hey, we're going to do a group shoot now, and we're going to do a fight scene, and you're going to do this, this, and this, and it's like, oh, no, I'm not. Because maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm not comfortable fighting with, and like, because there's something very personal with being in the same space as another model and having to stare at them in the eyes. 
that some people aren't okay with. And sometimes it is really creepy and weird. Like, especially like at a con, like if someone wants to take a picture with you fighting them, sometimes it like it can last forever. (laughs) If you're weird and socially awkward and you don't like staring at someone in the eyes for that long, it can get weird. Um, So that needs to be established. So make sure you're, you know, aware of that. And, and on the flip side, if you're a cosplayer, speak up for yourself. Don't let someone treat you like, you know, you're an object or, you know, you're just there to look pretty and be put in such and such scenario that you're not comfortable with. Like don't ever, ever let someone do that to you. So definitely, (laughs) I've definitely been in situations where the social anxiety took over. So (laughs) I would say personally, if um, a stranger stepped in and tried to like help, I would read the situation, but like I have been very thankful for people stepping into situations and acting like they knew me when they saw that I was on full panic mode, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Full awkward mode, yeah, um, yeah. So, do you have any recommendations? Um, so, if say if I was walking by and you didn't know me, mm-hmm. and you're in this awkward situation and you're not feeling as you as though you can advocate for yourself or you're mm-hmm. not getting a breath in to be able to do it, um, do you have any suggestions? Hmm. I'm not sure on that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not really sure because as a an outside person, sometimes you have to you do have to read the situation quite well. Maybe it's you know if it's clear to you that that person's uncomfortable, maybe you can try to go up and uh, if they're in a costume, especially like maybe go talk to them about their costume or whatever, and just try to get them away from that situation. Yeah. You see that they're very very like having a having a rough time in that or whatever the situation they're in yeah. um try to relate to them in some way so that you can just kind of get into that conversation and then just kind of read the situation and the vibe between that person and the situation that they're in mm-hmm. you know uh try to offer you know if you need to go this way do you need water do you need help with this do you need mm-hmm. whatever like how maybe try to lead them away from that situation by even like a couple feet probably helps you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's a hard thing to do sometimes. Cause sometimes you really don't like, even though you, maybe you think, you know, it's happening, like you maybe don't. So it's hard to, you know, it's hard. Sometimes I, I personally feel like it's hard to, uh, for me to intervene in something like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I would think that if I saw someone in a situation like that, it wouldn't hurt to just say like, Hey, hon, are you okay? Like, or something like that, or just make eye contact with them. And if they kind of give you the like big eyes, like help me kind of thing, you could like maybe like, you know, it's hard to say like to hug people because sometimes people aren't cool with that, but maybe like put an arm around them or something and just be like, oh, hey, it's so good to see you. And like, is there any, like, did you need anything or something like that? Maybe like could help them in that situation. Um, But again, it's like, it's a fine line, but definitely don't feel bad about just saying to someone, Hey, are you okay? Cause yeah, maybe they're not. And maybe they do need like some assistance in that aspect. Cause yeah, you never know when someone may not feel like they have the voice to say something. Um, Cause I have seen like, I've seen some people get like kind of aggressive towards people if they say like, like, hey, or like if someone says like, oh, hey, can I get a picture of your costume? And they're like, no, I can't right now. Or I don't really feel like it or whatever. Yeah. And they kind of go, hey, what's up? Like, what's the matter? And you have to kind of be like, dude, walk away. Like, 
Like, this is not a conversation. This is the, you asked me and I said no. So that's why you asked is if, you know, so you could get permission, you know, um, consent. <laughs> and like, it's not a, like, if you don't get what you want, you can argue it. There's no argument. Like, you need to go. So I've definitely kind of, I feel like I've stepped up to bat in that respect for someone before, like, being like, hey, dude, she said no, just go, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, sometimes it is, it's harder for me because I'm, I'm very non-confrontational, <laughs> um, to do that, but it, it, I think it would be important, like definitely like, you know, if you can, if you do see someone in that situation to at least like say like, you know, Hey, are you all right? Like, did you need anything? Cause yeah, maybe they do need, need that in that moment, you know? Yeah. Definitely maybe stepping behind the photographer, like waving at a thumbs up sign. Like <laughs> that like, too. You, okay? you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be covert behind the photographer about it. That's a way to yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that, that, that tip of just locking eyes or like catching eye contact for a moment, just be like, yeah. Cause I've know. definitely done the, like, <laughs> get me out your eyes, like the, the big, like raising my eyebrows really like up, like, Hey, help please. <laughs> it can, it can be of use for sure. <laughs> well, I've definitely, I've definitely been in that situation for you. Like that panic look. <laughs> now I definitely have some yeah. notes kind of about what you were like, as you were talking about the, the, the fight posing and all that really like kind of get shoved into situations that kind of all falls under this blanket of like the cosplay is not consent. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I think I wanted to touch a little bit on the the fight scene, especially because you're right; it can get really awkward, and you don't know what someone's triggers might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't. So um, I'm going to ask you what you know cosplay is not consent means to you in just a moment. But like, as a top level rule, don't touch anyone unless you have permission to touch them. And mm-hmm. especially if you're, uh, this is the one thing that we we've talked about this on our podcast once because it actually it happened to us. There are people who do horror cosplays, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you have incredible horror, horror cosplay. You look really scary. That's great. Do not go up to people scaring people as that character. Like it, it's it's one thing. Like sometimes even Deadpool cosplayers do this, where they are they they find the character so fun. They want to be in the costume and do all the things that Deadpool does, do all the snarky remarks or all the, all those things. And they just think it's okay to act like that to everybody they encounter. No, don't do that. (laughs) Don't let your cosplay affect someone else's experience in that way. Mm -hmm. If you clearly see that you're in, especially there are people who do Pennywise and most of the ones that I know that are very, very smart about it. Like, they kind of stand where they are. They'll look at people, but they won't like run at someone or oh, whatever, God. you know, like mm. you don't do that. We're not going to a horror attraction for this. Like mm-hmm. there are people who have anxiety, people who have panic attacks. Like that's not okay. So when your cosplay affects someone else's ability to ad- enjoy an environment that sometimes is not okay. And that's part of like, that's a, broad general thing of like the cosplay is not consent thing like even if you're if you're in the costume no one's walking into a convention to get scared or to have to interact with this character or to have to do this if you're affecting someone else negatively in that way 
don't do that. <laughs> Stop. Did you, <laughs> you want know? to tell that story of what happened to me? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we were t- we were at a WonderCon one year. I can't remember what year it was. Probably like three or four years ago. And what costume were you in? You were in... I can't even remember now. Yeah. All I remember is what happened. Yeah, so you were in a costume that apparently this person enjoyed, we found out later. Um, she was... The, the person was dressed in a very scary bunny-like costume. Easter well, bunny, yeah, scary yeah, cause... costume. Because WonderCon is always around Easter. So they did a horror version of the Easter bunny. But they had these, like, skid pads on their knees so that they could, like, run and, like, slide on their knees. And we were just sitting there on a bench, like resting, like, hey, figuring out whatever we're going to do next. And out of nowhere, this person in this bunny costume comes skidding in up to Rachel. And Rachel just immediately had a panic attack. And I was just like, you have to leave. You have to leave now. Like, you can't stay here. Or whatever. Yeah. And they were... I could hear, like, I mean, I only vaguely remember it because I think I've blocked a lot of it out of my memory. Uh, That's why I was going to have you tell it because I'd honestly, like, all I remember is, like, talking to you and then, like, looking, like, feeling or something or seeing, like, something out of the corner of my eye and then locking eyes with this horrific monster. And then, yeah, I just, like, instantly had a panic attack and, like, hyperventilating, crying, couldn't breathe, like... It was not okay. And all, all I heard was I could hear this person saying like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And Chris was just like, just go, just go, just go, just go. Yeah. Like there's, you can't apologize after the fact. Like, you know exactly what you did. Like, don't do that. Yeah. It was, it was bad news. And one of those bad things we, yeah. we did get in contact with them on like Instagram. Well, actually, they got in contact with they me. They got in contact yeah, with you. Because I wrote a post about it. And they um, found me and were like, I'm so sorry. And I just kind of said, okay, like, I get that you're sorry. Like, I heard you say sorry the day of, but just don't ever do that again. Like, please don't ever do anything like that again. Just use this as a learning experience. Like, I, like, kind of don't really forgive you because it really hurt me. But, like, I understand that you're sorry and that's cool. But don't ever, ever do anything like that to anyone again. And they were like, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. And I was like, at least I feel good that that is something I taught someone. Hopefully, yeah. (laughs) Hopefully they learn from that event. but. But, yeah, like. Yeah, definitely. Like, be be aware of who you are and what you look yeah. like sometimes. Because I mean, actually accidentally did that to Noggin photographer oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was in my lady costume. Like, I didn't really like. I didn't freak him out that bad, but I definitely didn't mean to like go hey like and kind of, and he got really startled by me and my thing and I was like oh yeah I'm like a horrific thing like so that's okay but like if you if you know what you are and you're literally running towards someone that you don't know like in your head you need, something needs to be going on like maybe yeah. I shouldn't do this yeah yeah so in the in the reverse way your, your yeah. cosplay is not an excuse to be a jerk yeah exactly that's that's the one thing I want to get across to cosplayers yeah like mm-hmm. <laughs> your cosplay is not an excuse to be an asshole to somebody else yeah because we've and that and that's the thing too is like just because you're like you have a mask on doesn't mean you have anonymity because someone knows who you are you're there with someone or you're friends with someone who knows that you're cosplaying that so it's gonna get back to somebody that that's who you are because yeah. our friend Cristobal, um who is also he's a vegan spidey uh oh, he, he's oh, a yeah. waifu or yeah he's he's always changing his name <laughs> but to me he's <laughs> vegan society um 
he's actually really done a lot of great. He actually had me in a cosplay is not consent like PSA video that we did, which was I really enjoyed that. And I was really happy that he took the time to do that because he had a situation where a Deadpool cosplayer was sexually harassing him. And oh other people because they thought, oh, I'm Deadpool. Like, this is what I do. Haha, ha, I'm going to get behind this person and dry hump them. And like, oh, it's probably cool because they're another dude. And it's like, oh, dude, that's not cool. That's not cool to do to anybody Never. that you don't know ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you are 100% sure that someone that person knows who you are and they're okay with what you're doing. Don't don't ever do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised after several of those stories and just seeing things that people like at yeah. conventions just under that same like guys and like I can just be a jerk because my character I'm in character quote unquote. <laughs> I'm surprised more people have been like throat punched. Like, Seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. For sure. It's one thing to like be if you're I witty. I could totally knock that chick out. Yeah. If, <laughs> it's one thing oh, to be man. like witty and like say things that are funny and stuff like that as a character. That's that's one thing. Yeah. If you cross the line, you you reap whatever you you sow with that. Yeah. You know, like there there's a <laughs> there's a fine line of that. And th- we talked about this at Comic Con. Also, I had a I saw a cosplayer that I admire um, that I follow on Instagram, and they were doing a new Joker uh, cosplay uh, for the the new Joaquin Phoenix Joker. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool costume. I want to go take a picture of that person. And they were shooting a skit um, for probably for their Instagram or whatever, but they were walking backwards into the crowd. And I was like, oh, man, that is just so rude. Like, it's just a rude thing to do. Like, it's cool for the shot that you want to get this, like, backwards, you walking, whatever. Like, I know the effect they were trying to do, but they were literally, like, bumping into people that have no idea what this person's doing, right? Like, it's just a rude thing to do. Like, yeah, you're costume is not an excuse for you to do things that are rude to other people that's all <laughs> yeah and it can definitely put people in harm's way even yourself i'm like the the person who was in that horror thing and then the the sparks knee pads that you mentioned yeah. which they have at um not scary farm as an fyi i mean yeah. you're going there scared but fyi these people can come like charging at you and do that to you there yeah you're but paying you're paying for that experience right yeah. like you're mm-hmm. asking for that yeah. ask, actually in that day in that yeah. respect. I just, I know me personally, I, cause there's a, a fight or flight reaction. Yeah. And some people might like have a panic attack. Other people might attack you. Yeah. So be very careful and keep that in mind. And please, like you have no right to get angry if someone is scared for their life and defends themselves and yeah. because they think they're like, someone's attacking them. Yeah, no, totally. On that note, is there anything else you want to talk about in regards to cosplay is not consent? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I, you know, a cosplayer is going to be a person who's doing something that they like, something that they think they look good in. It's no excuse for you to be rude to them, make rude comments, to touch them unless you ask if you can touch them, like as putting an arm around them or whatever, like don't don't just don't assume things about people because of the way that they dress. Uh, that that is the biggest thing with cosplay is not consent because there are a lot of people that we know who will do skimpier cosplays or whatever and they they are some of the most conservative some like in general life maybe very conservative with 
themselves or whatever it is. It's not an excuse for you to be a rude person to that that cosplayer. Like, it's not an invitation for those types of comments, those types of actions. Uh, yeah, it's not an excuse for you to be <laughs> gross towards someone because of the way that they're dressed, no matter what character or thing that they're doing. Have you ever had to report someone to the convention staff for their behavior? I haven't personally. Um, mm-hmm. I have heard others who have done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, yeah. I remember, um, I think it was one of the first times we ever went to Comic-Con with our friend Brian. Yes. Um, yeah. We were there and um, our friend uh, Jamie, his girlfriend at the time, uh, was doing Princess Leia in her slave costume. And apparently we actually didn't see it happen. We just heard about it. But um, apparently someone asked for a picture with her and then reached underneath. She was <gasps> I don't believe she was wearing anything underneath and reached underneath and grabbed her ass and then ran. And she was pissed, which she had every, yeah, right, to every right to be. And um, yeah, and like she she was like, I think she kind of started after them in that moment and then was like, okay, I'm wearing a skirt. Like I can't run in this. Like it's not going to happen. So they tried, but sometimes in those situations, like, yeah, you like, there's really not a whole lot that you can do, but it's, it's hundred percent worth it to try. Or if you see that happen to someone, it's a hundred percent worth it to like track them down or report them or whatever you have to do, because that is extremely not okay to do something like that. Um, luckily at knock on wood, I've never had anybody really try anything apart from like maybe putting their hand a little close to my butt when they were (laughs) like, can I put my arm around you? And, you know, and then where can I put it? (laughs) needs to be the next question you have. Sometimes I'm like, yes. And then they do that. And then, you know, it, like I said, it's a little, a little too close, um, (laughs) to, uh, my no, no places. So you need to kind of back off. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it's, that's the whole thing is it's just like, be respectful, like, you know, where a, you know, respectable place to put your hands on someone would be, which usually it needs to be up by their back or their shoulders, not on their hips, or their waist, because that kind of is creepy sometimes. Um, But and also, like, I don't know, I get kind of I understand if girls are cool with like you going up and like some girls are okay with you picking them up, which I'm kind of like, Oh my God. Um, Cause I personally would never let anybody pick me up um, unless they were like my best friend. Um, but yeah, I like, I don't know. That's, it's a very fine line. And if that's something that you want to do, just know that like probably no one, if not maybe only a few people that you do that. And then like the butt pose thing too like i get that that's a funny meme or whatever but but unless they agree to it don't just like yeah yeah. (laughs) but even but even then i'm saying like i just i find it kind of like inappropriate to be doing that especially like because kids are there and stuff like it's not i don't think it's a great example to set for people but that's like kind of a whole other thing but um yeah i mean like just in general you know like you know, if someone, if you ask someone for consent and you do not receive that consent, then you need to go away. Move along. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> That's a, it's as simple care. as that. You think it shouldn't be that thing it's not that a you negotiation. need to say. But yeah, it's never a negotiation. It's like, 
you know, unless the question is like, if I wait, can I do this or something? Or can we do this later? That's, a, that's another question you can ask. But again, if the answer is no, then there's no more talk. It needs to end, <laughs> you know, like just respect yeah. people. That's the main thing. Yeah. When in doubt, Keanu Reeves it, airhand that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. 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 I had to explain that to someone. And this person also asked if they could pick me up, mm-hmm. which I had never been asked that. And I kind of looked at him like, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I've actually, the other thing I've had someone ask me is if I would choke them or if I would mm-hmm. like, like, cause there's dudes that like, there's actually a really, really large amount of guys that like to be like, dominated (laughs) and so they like so it's weird because like you're kind of like all right like are you getting something else out of this that i don't know about because like it's a it's a weird question to be asked and i said no but like there are guys like if you like look like a badass chick they're like oh please like choke me or like put your leg like like you know step on me or something like that and like yeah it's it's a weird thing like but just (laughs) know like you know no, not that, everyone that's, is okay that's, with doing that's that. a question that you might get asked. <laughs> that's a very personal question. I would <laughs> go ahead and file that under if you're a stranger and you don't know me, please don't ask me that question and expect a positive result. No, <laughs> no. Like I said, like there's a like I just think it's like I feel like there's a place for that. There's definitely conventions where like you're more apt to get a positive response to that, and it's not a common convention yeah, especially in southern like, california there's yeah. all, sorts, all there's sorts. all things for you out yeah. here oh man yeah so. on, on that note are there any ways that conventions comic conventions or like anime conventions can do um can better support cosplayers that you think uh i think in general i hope that all conventions are on the cosplay is not consent like thing that they'll put signage up put you know, yeah. language in their pamphlets and, you know, schedule programming that is talking about what consent is and all that type of stuff. There's, there's a lot of panels now that are talking about cosplay is not consent and mm-hmm. what that means to people and what situations people have been in. Um, I hope that they're doing that. And I hope that they have security that is <clears throat> that is trained to recognize when people are being rude people are being inappropriate and that sort of thing that will take action and actually listen to cosplayers concerns. I, I, I just want costs or conventions to actually reach out to major cosplayers or whoever it is, or major outlets to figure out like, Hey, what's our plan? What, what do you want us to do? Yeah. Um, if there's that is, sort yeah. of outreach, I think that will help quite a bit with any convention. Yeah. Cause definitely, it used to be kind of like an afterthought that, you know, cosplayers are a thing and that's, you know, and it was, you know, less of a popular thing. But now that like most conventions you go to there, it's more cosplay than not where it used to be the other way around. So I totally agree with that. I think that um, a lot of the time, especially like smaller conventions, but even at Comic-Con, like the security people they have are, pretty much just like i i need to be aware of the fire code and my mission is my mission is to get people to walk and that's all i do all day and they really don't respond to anything other than that so like i kind of there's a lot of times where i wish that either they would train 
train the people to recognize when like a picture is happening. And instead of screaming at the cosplayer or the photographer in that situation to like keep moving, like be like, Hey, I, I understand you're getting a picture. Can you stand to the side? Like, cause there's been so many times at conventions where I have just literally been screamed at by these security people and it's like that shouldn't happen. Like I understand, like if if it's like a life or death situation, or like people are just literally just like dumbfounded, standing in one place, staring at something, or taking a picture of something and blocking the way. But like when it's a cosplayer interaction, it's like you know that's going to happen like eight million times in a day. You can't be screaming at everybody. Like if they could just like be a little bit more polite, that would be great. Um, also, it would. I think it would be nice if they had certain security that was that was like their main priority is like either not maybe not just for cosplayers, but just in general to be like almost like a cop walking around, you know, because you see them walking around outside with like dogs and stuff with security, but you don't really see as much people patrolling and like, you know, walking around looking for situations. So. I think it would be nice if there weren't just the people standing there yelling, if they would actually have some people patrolling and making sure that people are being safe, you know, but, you know, I feel like it just, it it needs to, you know, once one convention or a couple conventions start doing something like that, hopefully other ones will follow suit. But I think it would be nice if people were a little bit, just a little bit trained a little bit better or a little more cognizant that this isn't like a normal convention, you know, situation there's always going to be this, like, can I take a picture of you kind of thing that happens. Um, and it shouldn't be screamed at because eventually the more you scream at us, the more we're going to not come to your conventions anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's, that's my little soapbox of that. Do you have anything else to add to that? Are you good? No, and I think, you know, as long as we keep spreading it as a community, that, you know, that message cosplay is not consent and be like consistent about that with every, you know, interaction convention that we go to, I think that's going to help. And hopefully that permeates into the casual convention goer and all that stuff. And yeah, like the signage and all that stuff really, really helps. Definitely. I did want to note that I think, and I might be totally wrong about this, but like screaming is definitely not okay, but aren't they mostly contracted out? So they're probably not even like, they're just like event yeah, staff. Yeah, I think they're event staff. They're not like, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm staff, saying. But... Like, yeah, yeah, like I just wish that like they, they, would, they would have people that are specifically security trained. for that convention or like hire extra people to do something like that. Yeah. But. Again, it might be a pipe dream, but it would be nice if that was a thing that happened. <laughs> if Sensitivity like, would get their own yeah. people to do something, but yeah, we'll see. How to treat people like human beings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> people are not cattle all the time. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. <laughs> um, so are there any conventions locally that, pro- or even, you know, farther away that provide better support than others or like are a better experience for cosplaying or like a really like deserve a lot of warnings and caveats um in the past long beach hasn't been great yeah long beach has been a little bit strange for cosplay certain at certain conventions they kind of fluctuate though it's because they've like changed management and all that type of stuff Mm -hmm. i think the two that i think are the best ones that they've treated cosplayers pretty well 
Uh, LA Comic Con has been really great with cosplayers, especially since they have the cosplay natural championships there and all that type of stuff. Um, but they've re- been really good with cosplayers and photographers in general at that convention that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and WonderCon, WonderCon is actually yeah. one of my favorite ones. To I think that I mean at. that has always been my favorite convention because it's like it is it feels like a cosplayers convention in terms of like the california ones because now that i've been to dragon con like i can say that's the cosplayers convention it's pretty much all cosplay um but in terms of the ones that we have here i definitely think that um WonderCon is the best just because that that whole front of the convention center is open and there's so many places you can go and they really just let the photographers do their thing and it makes it so much more enjoyable to not have them feel uncomfortable like they don't know if they're going to get yelled at or if you don't know if you're going to get yelled at for participating you know um it's it's a nice feeling to like just know that you can mill around and you can hang out and you can talk to the people and you can have photo shoots and you don't have to worry about being screamed at it's really really nice (laughs) yeah and there's i don't know a specific one that i would say like there's a really warning around like i would say you know log beach comic con has been strange at times uh because of how they run the run the facility Mm -hmm. but i think generally like places that don't have um like the ability to let photographers get their equipment in or like don't allow photographers to stake out like little spots here and there. I would say those are not conducive to cosplay. Comic-Con's gotten pretty bad with that actually. Yeah. Comic-Con has been slowly moving away from, from, good like cosplay areas to like take photography and stuff like that yeah, so because i know that gets like, a little tough really like this year especially um like i think like at least three or four people that i used to, like pretty professional photographers that i used to shoot with just refused to start going there anymore because like mainly because like a lot of times like i said they are doing it kind of out of their own pocket and um and they used to be able to just kind of mill around in, you know, areas. And now they've blocked off so much of it and are very like, you know, they're just anti photographer in that respect where they don't want them to, you know, be a part of it, which I get like, they want to make money, but like when it's something where they're not asking to go inside, they just want to be in the general area. Like, I don't understand why that's such a big issue. So it'd be nice if, um, you know, if they could come to better terms with that and, and like negotiate like a place, like a more designated place for cosplayers to be, um, it would be kind of nice. Um, but again, like it's just going to kind of depend on how things go with cosplay in the future and yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Definitely. And so you mentioned dragon con. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was an interesting weekend because um, y'all did uh, two conventions mm-hmm. at the same weekend on different coasts. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. was that? It was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I you know, yeah. like we've been going to conventions together forever. <laughs> like yeah. not forever, but like since we've come out to L.A. Yeah, like and all that stuff. Eight like years. Yeah, eight, yeah, nine years. And it's, you know, it's always an interesting experience to go to something by yourself when you're used to having like a companion. So, like, uh, it was a different, it's always a different vibe. So that would be the only thing that I would say was, like, different about it. It was cool because, you know, Long Beach is very comfortable for for me. 
and going down there, it's all pretty local and, you know, people I know there. And it was, you know, it's a lighter con. It's a small, mm-hmm. small convention center. So yeah. I think for Rachel, it's probably a lot more, a lot more jarring. Yeah. I mean, it started off like in my head or I guess like what I hoped for it to be was like an adventure. And it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but looking back on it um well and i think you know i always think i'm sometimes i think i'm more independent than i am or whatever and like i was a big girl i got you know from the airport to the hotel by myself and i didn't need help and everything and like but like then once i get there realizing like i don't know where the heck i'm supposed to register i don't know like i know that these hotels are somehow connected i don't know which one's connected to what and where the thing is and like things aren't super well labeled so i like i've said this on my podcast too but i'm really grateful for my friend cynthia because she was one of my roommates and um she really helped a lot um so i think i would say like if you are someone who's more codependent and um or just that you, you know, you maybe you want to go to a convention that's unfamiliar to you um, or like at, maybe out of state or just something that you're not used to, um, you know, maybe like even if you don't know someone like that you, you're friends with that's going, like maybe reach out on Instagram or something and just be like, hey, like if I'm there, like could I hang out with you? Um Cause like, even like, I even noticed that there were, there were obviously some people there from California that I knew. Um, but like, I was realizing that like, Oh, a lot of these people are better friends with Chris and not me. And I think maybe like, not the only reason they talk to me is because of you, but like, they're definitely better friends with you. And so like, I was like, Oh, like maybe I can hang out with this person. And then I'm realizing like, they're really not that interested in me hanging out with them. Um, and so yeah, it was, and it was definitely like I kind of realized that like you're definitely like more outgoing than me, and so there was sometimes where I felt like, okay, maybe I can't do this on my own, or I'm not as good at this, um, and that's a lot of my own like self doubt and stuff. But in you know, by the end of it, I'm really glad that I went, and it was really like good learning experience for me, and I did push myself out of a lot of comfort zones. Um, so, and I think that's a good thing. Um, so I would definitely say like, if you do want to do something on your own, um, and it's something that you're really passionate about, like I've been wanting to go for probably four years now or something like that. And I always was like, oh, well, I don't think we're gonna make it happen. I don't think we're gonna make it happen. And so I finally just said, yeah, I'm gonna make it happen. And it was like, I'm glad that I did that. But, um, definitely is a helpful thing to have someone who does know the ins and outs that can show you the ways <laughs> because <laughs> I that was like invaluable having my friend to show me like at least like guide me a little bit in like how things go because she literally goes every single year um so yeah it's definitely and if you are someone who um maybe you don't like volunteer to be like staff at a convention or something like maybe if you, you know, you know, you're comfortable with a convention and you're willing to offer help, like maybe put that out there saying like, Hey, if you're new and you need help, like, let me know. And I can come meet up with you and show you 
or me- introduce you to some people or something like that. Cause sometimes, you know, someone is like there for the first time and they don't really know anybody. And I know how much that sucked for me when I felt like people didn't want me around or like, I didn't really feel like I knew anybody that it was nice when I did have a couple people who did like, didn't know me, but came up to me and we're just start a conversation or something. So just again, be, be nice to people, reach out and, you know, offer to help because it's really important. <laughs> Definitely have like a dragon con liaison. It seems like this yes. massive convention that I can't even wrap my brain around, but I'm really proud that you, <laughs> you went of what you did. Oh, it's really you. <laughs> hard. Yeah. It's really hard to go to an out of state con yeah. to go by yourself. Um, I was, I just happened to be traveling with my best friend in London um, recently, and I happened to be there. This was not a planned thing. I happened to be there when MCM was there. Oh, nice. And so I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to go to an international convention. This is like, I'm going to like buff snails on like, sure, I'm going to be boss. <laughs> um, it was, it was yeah. really awkward. I didn't know anyone. Yeah. I don't. No one wanted to talk to me, and then I got looks every time I opened my mouth, and I had an American oh, accent. Oh, yeah, 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 no. It was really hot. It was surprisingly really hot, and I took my lady guest on, which mm-hmm. that jacket doesn't yeah. breathe. I love it. Oof. It's beautiful, and yeah. it doesn't breathe a lick. Oh, um, yeah, that's what I was, I was talking about that on our podcast, too, that, I mean, I was in Atlanta in August, and who boy, did I ruin some wig caps because I didn't realize, like – how how humid, humid how humid humid is and then it was like oh that's what humidity is that's a, a real sticky feeling that is in places that i can't get it out of so yeah well, it's, it's a learning experience for sure yeah well, wasn't there a hurricane rolling up that way yeah too? yeah and luckily yeah. like I, I was aware that it was hurricane season, so I did make a point of checking the forecast and stuff and everything was fine for atlanta but i did feel really bad for there was a lot of people there from Florida and a lot of them were like, Oh crap. Like, what yeah. are we going to do? Yeah. Like, do we need like, cause my friend Cynthia was from Florida and she was like, Oh, I may have to go home early. And I was like, no, don't leave me. <laughs> but I get it, you know, but I was just like, Oh man, this sucks that this is at like this time, like right around yeah. this yeah. time. Like it really sucks. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I guess maybe know <laughs> know your environment or your weather if you're going out of state and bring appropriate costumes. Yeah. <laughs> like pretty much all of mine were super hot. I wore Klaus, which is a big freaking coat, and like you know a black coat nonetheless. Like so, yeah. it, was, it was not strategic. <laughs> well, humidity is a difficult one, anyways. It's a bit of a stressor, even for people that are from like as someone who's from North Carolina, who's just like. Yeah, <laughs> used to be used to humidity. It's um, coming from California, and much less maybe if you were coming from like Vegas, it's night and day. Like the humidity, quote unquote, we have by the coast sometimes can get a little high, depending if it's rain- rainy season. But yeah. it has nothing to do with it being near nineties and also eighty to ninety percent humidity, and yeah. you're just dying. You're melting in the shade. <laughs> yeah, the breeze exactly. isn't helping. You're just and. and and for those who aren't used to that sort of environment, keep drinking water. Keep yes, drinking yes, water yes. with electrolytes. Even if sugar isn't your jam, they have sugar-free Gatorade. They have smart water. Like yep. replenish your salts because you're gonna you're that thing's a marathon from my outside <laughs> perspective, and it seems to be also a big drinking party. Oh um, so yeah, hydrate. Hydrate, yeah, hydrate, 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 hydrate. Yeah, and people, people like 
people treat it like Vegas. That's like all I can. That's the closest thing I could equate it to. Like, it's definitely like, it, I, like I said, I kind of went in thinking I knew what a big convention was. And then I was like, oh, but I've never been to a party convention. So this is <laughs> this is a whole other like thing. Because like with Comic-Con, it's like Comic-Con is here. The party is over here. And like, it's literally one in the same. It's a Comic-Con party. Like the whole thing is a Comic-Con party and there's alcohol being served. And they know that everyone's there to drink. So they put in, there was like, five or six bars within one lobby at one time like literally and like they had vendors selling like alcoholic ice cream that was i forgot i didn't even say that on our (laughs) podcast but they were selling alcoholic ice cream and i just look at cynthia i'm like i need to go (laughs) because this is dangerous like i this is i need to get out of here (laughs) (laughs) i'm like it's one thing like i can avoid the the drinks but if someone's pushing like here have this ice cream and it'll get you drunk i'm like oh no <laughs> that well, that's not a good that's not a good situation <laughs> not well, at, at least all. cannabis is illegal yeah, right. yeah. Cannabis oh, man. The ice cream and alcohol oh, yeah, right. oh lord yeah that's <laughs> so about me being family friendly right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah oh, man. so continuing kind of like on a, on a i guess it's like a, a, an up note a positive note do you have any stories um that kind of are those have restore your faith in humanity stories i know we talked about a lot of adults mm-hmm. and a lot of like horror stories do you have those uh not only not all heroes wear cape moments well yeah i mean i, I think in general i am astounded by the helpfulness of a lot of the cosplayers we've met um, if we didn't know how to do something, uh, so far the people that we've met are just incredible at everything that they do. If we don't know how to do something, we can either ask them how to do it and they will teach us or uh, they will help us do it. You know, like that's that's a the thing about the community that I'm just super excited about. And there are definitely people that are out there that are super like just great at conventions. So they're great at, you know, being a resource for you. Um, there are people that we've met that offer free cosplay repair at the convention. They'll actually come to you and fix your fix yeah. your stuff. Um, yeah, it's just the ingenuity and like friendliness that I've seen in ninety eight percent of people at conventions. That just really like when you get there, you just get this vibe of like, oh, I'm with people with the my people. You know, I'm with the people that understand me understand the fandom that i i love they they are also participating and and contributing to the fandom that i love i i think that generally is something that i get out of going to conventions like finding that safe space yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah i can't think of anything specific uh at the moment um but yeah they're just as much as there are not great people there are a lot of amazing people and um people that will go out of their way to um just make you feel special or say something nice um actually i guess one thing that i thought was really cool was um because i did a for dragon con i did a um a what i call my tron bunny which was kind of a mix between my siren costume and like a playboy bunny and um, I put a lot of time and effort into it, and I sewed these uh, this uh, um, 
EL wire. EL wire. I yeah. want to see LEDs. Um, EL wire into the, a corset, and then I sewed it into bunny ears, and I had all these battery packs on me, and it was kind of awkward. But um, and I had had someone on like actually a Tron message board um, oddly be very angry at me for doing such a terrible thing, and um, and it was really really weird, and I was like. I was just, it was just a totally unexpected thing for someone to just be like, how dare you like insult the fandom this way by, (laughs) by doing all this. And it was, it was like ridiculous. And um, so like, and I mean, I really, I really didn't let it get to me. um, But at the same time, you know, it's always a little bit like of, you know, I guess a sting when you're, it's a bit of a gut punch, have someone, you know, insult you and you've put literally like lots of blood sweat and tears and man hours into making something that you're really proud of to have someone just crap all over it like it's not fun um so i was really excited when um i was i was walking i was trying to go to the i didn't end up actually going to the bunny party because it was insane um but um i was walking to go I think I was walking to get in line to go and this cosplayer that I think is gorgeous and amazingly talented Hendo art. Um, she actually tapped me on the shoulder and was like, that's an amazing costume. I love that. And I am a huge Tron fan too. And I was just like, like, Yay. I just turned into mush. I was like, that's so nice. And I was like, cause I'm like simultaneously realizing who is talking to me and like freaking out and like being like, thank you. Like, so I like barely said anything back, but I was like, I, you look awesome too. Like, I didn't want to be like, I've loved any of pictures for <laughs> <laughs> this is where my situation <laughs> comes in, guys. This is what you don't say. Um, but yeah, I was I was very, very it was very nice of her to say that to me. And so I felt really great. <laughs> so like I said, sometimes like you don't have to make a huge gesture, but just saying something to someone will make their day. So yeah. That's Definitely. always a really every little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So we're running a little long and mm-hmm. I know I have a bunch of other stuff on like uh, <laughs> Uh, body positivity so I'm gonna leave it up to you if you want want us to go on and keep talking about it or like kind of wrap things up um I mean I can just maybe say like one like a little thing about it um just like I I have you know I've I can't say that like I like super overweight or anything but I am a little overweight and have been for a while and I struggle with that and um and I have had people make comments in the past um like just here and there. I mean, I mean, obviously just online, luckily no one's come up to me and been like, you're too fat. Um, but, um, cause, but that seems to be something that is like just a go-to on anything where someone can't immediately see you and talk to you is you can just say whatever you want. Um, with no consequences. Like I, yeah, but, um, so, and luckily, like, I, you know, I've maybe seen someone, like, make a offhand comment or something like that under their breath. But it's mainly, I feel like it's that's more of an online thing that kind of maybe sometimes bleeds over to a convention. Um, but in general, like, like, I mean, just don't, like, do what you, do what you love and don't make it into a thing where you have to feel ashamed or uncomfortable with like how you look or who you are, just do what you love because like 
there's been things in the past where I, you know, and there are still things that I, you know, maybe don't feel comfortable enough to do um, just because, like, you know, I'm just not confident enough. But there has been a point I've gone to where I'm like, you know what, like, I could kill myself and starve myself to look a certain way or get into this dream costume that I've always wanted to do. Or I can just up my measurements on this costume or whatever and make it happen and just do it. Cause you know, like, yeah, just, I, you know, try to lift each other up too. If you know that maybe someone has been insecure in the past, like it's always good to just go out of your way to say something nice to them about their cosplays and stuff like that. Um, Cause it really does mean a lot. And um, you know, you never know how people are feeling in their own skin. And so um, just, always giving people, you know, positive body, positive comments and stuff is, you know, just a great thing. And, um, it's been such a great thing in like, especially the females in the community that I'm in. Like, I feel like really we're all great to each other and that's such an asset. And, um, we all try to lift each other up and make a point of doing so. Like, and, um, yeah. So, you know, don't listen to people online because a lot of times like they're really just trying to get a reaction out of you. And I'm not saying to just always take it because I, I honestly think like, yeah, like sometimes if you are, sometimes when you retaliate or you try to defend yourself there, you're just feeding them in a way. Um, but I do think there should be at least some sort of like sticking up for yourself in that respect. But you can stick up for yourself and also not take what they're saying personally and just let it go. Um, and, and just do your thing because in the end that, you know, when going full circle, when we're talking about cosplay, it's play is in there for a reason. It's supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be, um, your interpretation of a character. Like for instance, like, um, I storm is probably my all time favorite comic book character or just maybe even fantasy character in general because that was when I watched the animated series I was just like enamored with her and I just thought she was gorgeous and I loved the idea of being able to control weather I thought that was such a cool power to have and that's actually a cosplay that I have always wanted to do but at the same time I'm like I don't want to culturally appropriate like I don't think I could ever do that but I always, every time I see X-Men cosplayers, I'm like, oh, I'd really love to do Storm. Oh, I'd really love to do Storm. (laughs) So I think one day I will. And like, um, and I feel like, you know, as long as you're not, you know, doing something stupid, like altering your skin color or something like that, like you really should be able to cosplay anything that you want and not feel ashamed of that. Because in the end, it's like, you know, you just, you, if you love that character, cosplay that character. Um, Because... You know, it's about having fun and embracing who you are and showing your love and fandom through your art. So do it. Yeah. And it, on the note of body positivity, like it, it's one of those things that I, I think about a lot in general, because like different types of cosplayers, different body types, different, you know, different looks or different ethnicities and all that type of stuff. Everyone's going to have an insecurity about themselves, no matter who that person is. Like, even if you look at the person that you think is, like, the most beautiful, the most high standard of cosplay, they have something about them they don't like, probably. Mm-hmm. But are they, they, like, let that be, <laughs> like, don't let that be a hindrance to yourself 
like make the thing that you want do the costume that you've been dreaming of doing and go out there and just share your fandom with people no matter what body type you are like people are going to like i said before the thing that i love and the thing that i've enjoyed as we keep going on with cosplay is seeing people's passion and that's really what it's all about seeing your passion through how you represent your character that's what cosplay should be about mm-hmm. absolutely i agree like 110 percent. even though that fraction i know doesn't work but um <laughs> Rachel, I do want to say, like, you inspire the hell out of me with, like, you do a lot of cosplay shoots and a lot of cosplay, like, um, characters and, like, strong poses that I'm like, I can't do that. Or, like, (laughs) I don't feel like I'm confident enough to do that because, I mean, you're an ex-dancer. I'm an ex-gymnast. You get get what I'm putting down in that regard. But, like, it's it's a struggle to come from those backgrounds and not be, like, the body type they're looking for. Yeah. But on that note... Never hesitate to modify a pattern or modify mm-hmm. a costume for if maybe you want to be more modest or, or less modest or um, just more comfortable or maybe a material is much more conducive to a certain climate mm-hmm. or like there's some materials that just it might be screen accurate, but it doesn't wear well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, a lot of times it's CGI'd on or not worn for a lot of times during yeah. the shooting. <laughs> yeah. So don't ever feel um, bad for modifying something you need a longer torso you need something like that has more coverage um, like if you have uh, you want to hold the girls in a little more or show <laughs> less or show more there's definitely a lot of tricks and I think reaching out to cosplayers that um, have similar body types be like what would you recommend what's a flattering like mm-hmm. way to do this costume especially if you're starting with seamstressing or if you're talking to someone that you want to commission yeah i would definitely talk to them um and see if they have any one of any like costumes in their portfolio or um uh, that they've made for people that have similar body types too because you want to be comfortable yeah as much as you can be like outside of heels and like there are little sacrifices we make as as women and as cosplayers as people like actors and in, in, in costumes but maximizing your comfort is definitely a way to go. And one of the ways is to be, you know, positive, like be able to feel positive about how you look. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. And there's like, cause I like, I don't love my stomach and I've been trying to change it for a long time and it doesn't seem to be do- going anywhere. Um, but there's like, there's really awesome like shapewear that you can get now um, that can make you like, it can make, a huge difference and like even like your posturing and stuff too because like I know that like because of where I carry my weight sometimes like it really it does like put strain on my back and that's like part of the reason why I probably should lose a little bit of weight but again it's hard so getting like shapewear or like um my friend Cynthia when we were in she's actually she's a very like petite girl but she was wearing this really elaborate very heavy gown that had like literally like three tiers of like real fur on it and um she knew like she was like she's like yeah she's like i knew that this was something that was going to be a challenge so she got like a weight belt 
and she like put this weight belt like up on her upper torso and she said this is like made the biggest difference for me in terms of how I feel at the end of the day because like sometimes you really don't think about it um but yeah just like something small like that if you're you know if you're carrying something or like trying to do poses in a way that you're not usually comfortable with like something as small as that like um, like the kind of like spanks that I have sometimes like really does help me feel more confident and be able to pose and do things in a way that where I don't feel as self-confident uh, or not self-confident about like how I look and how I'm, you know, portraying the character or whatever. Um, so yeah, there's always resources um, and ways around things. Um, there's actually like cool uh, tutorial that Cami cosplay does. Uh, it's like uh, K-A-M-U-I cosplay. She's amazing. If you don't know about her, you should look her up because she is the sweetest little angel and the most talented person I've ever encountered in cosplay. Like she's just amazing. And she sells books and she's like super knowledgeable and um, but she she's done tutorials on like if like you want to have a bigger butt and you don't have a bigger butt, this is how you can sew a butt into a costume yeah. and boobs and stuff like that. And I've loved some of the tutorials they have about like these really cool like fake chests and stuff that you can get. So like it really is like the possibilities of what you can do are endless. You just have to seek the resources and have the confidence to just go and do it. So go and do it, guys. Go and do the thing. <laughs> and definitely think about how you're going to use the bathroom. So oh, at yes. Least, especially <laughs> if you're going to a convention oh, alone that you boy. don't know anyone at. Yeah. That's another one. Um, I learned that at MCM because oh, being laced into a corset and wanting to go to the bathroom <laughs> was not going to happen. I didn't know anyone. Yeah. I didn't feel comfortable asking a stranger as a Oh, like it's a tough sometimes. <laughs> like, can you unzip me? I know it's weird, but can you reach down and touch my butt real quick? Yeah. <laughs> Please, thank you. Thank you. Oh, but I definitely, I, I love Spanx. Um, at some point there was, I, I was being excited about, um, I, Chris, you had taken photos of me where I wasn't wearing shapewear. And before, earlier in my like terrible self-esteem journey, that's been slowly being built up um i would have asked you to take those pictures down because you could see my stomach i would have been like no i would have had anxiety attack Mm -hmm. i would have just a pile of negativity upon myself and everyone around me um but i i took a moment i was like oh and i was like you know what it still looks good and i made a post celebrating that and there were some people that took offense to that Hmm. and thought that i was Terrading on spanks and corsets and stuff. I'm like, um, I own and wear all of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, have you not seen any of my like bodysuit pictures? Like, there's some of them you can tell I'm definitely wearing shapewear. At least I can because I fixate on it. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, my weight fluctuates a lot. I've learned to just go with the flow. And there's been some conventions that I didn't want to go to because I felt bloatier and bigger than usual because I had. Um, been eating unhealthy and was like shaming myself for it. But then like I got myself into everything and I went and seeing all my friends and I totally forgot about it. Yeah. I like, I might not post those pictures as much cause I'm like, you know what? I'm in a better place and a healthier mindset now, but I really enjoyed going out and seeing all of my friends because my friends sure as hell didn't care that I was in like a pair of Spanx and another control top and like mm-hmm. another spandex thing and couldn't move. And, but I was there and they were happy that I was there. Yeah. And I think that needs to be focused on a lot more in this, for uh, sure. in the community. Yeah. yeah, for sure. 
but I didn't know what I wanted to say was I didn't know that they had women like I know they do muscle suits for dudes because mm-hmm. um, I know Jax does them for his Magneto because like the he does the comic book characters yeah, a lot yeah, with yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he does them for those and I've seen people that were cross playing like girls cross playing say Spider Man do it to be have a less of a feminine kind of figure but I haven't seen it for girls doing like but enhancements without actually like going for the surgeries. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, yeah. There's definitely ways to do it. And there's like little, like the one that we saw too was like, there's that like chest prosthetic in case you are not a person that normally wears things cut low. There are prosthetic fake cleavages that you can basically put into your costume mm-hmm. so that your cleavage would never move. And it's not your actual cleavage. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about nipples showing because they're not your nipples. They're someone else's nipples. <laughs> there's a lot of different resources that are like insane that I've never Or there's heard no about nipples yet. on the thing. It's just boob. So, yeah. The amount of thing. girl things that I've learned coming into cosplay, like beyond makeup, because I was like more or less more of a tom girl because uh, I just makeup was like an effort and putting makeup yeah, on yeah. for. <laughs> I went to go work out was it seemed like a really dumb idea to me mm-hmm. um, because it was just effort. And, yeah. but I've learned so many things. And one of them is if you're going to wear something that might possibly root, like have a malfunction or someone might pull down, definitely wear a nipple pasties. Yep. It's a security blanket. It's like a, a security blanket. Just in case it's a fit. It's a fill safe. <laughs> and fill dudes, safe if you're pasties. doing a spidey cosplay, get a cup. Oh, Get Cup or a dance belt. Yes. Yeah, or a dance. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> think Not about Think about the children. Think about. Yeah. If I can <laughs> anybody see anybody we don't want to. Your kielbasa, <laughs> other people can. And I'm not three foot high. So think about. <laughs> uh, yeah, please. Yeah, there was a Deadpool at like Supercon that was like, gonna, he was so excited that because I was rogue and it was like, and I was, I, I had to like force myself to look away. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to look at the dog. Like, You're not wearing anything, sir. Oh no, no! Oh no! Terrible! Yeah. Oh boy. Comfortable. I don't have that equipment, but I feel like me, like I can't do that. No. And I no no. <laughs> I don't have external flappy parts. Like I don't know. <laughs> oh boy. It's, you can tell it's getting late, and I'm just like. Oh. <laughs> the crescendo is happening. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any um, other topics that I, I I've missed or that you wanted to cover um, on body positivity or anything else that we've talked about? No, I don't think so. I think no, so. I think yeah. we covered a lot of everything. We did. And it was a lot of fun. Um, so, what are different ways that people can support you in not only in your podcast, but in your cosplay and photography? Y'all are multifaceted. How can people support you? Um, all right. So, well, obviously you can uh, support and subscribe to the podcast, The Nerdlies. That's T-H-E-N-E-R-D-L-Y-S. We're on all kinds of podcast platforms. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher. Um, go on our website. Go Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, we're on all all of those things. Um, we have a coffee Ko-Fi account for the Nerdly. So if you ever want to support us directly there, um, Rachel has her Instagram page and Facebook page for Lady Raygun. We do a Patreon 
through that. So we're trying to do uh, photo sets every month through mm-hmm. that Patreon. Uh, very reasonable <laughs> entry prices, $2, $5, $10 a month mm-hmm. to help us try to create cool stuff. We have a mm-hmm. Halloween shoot that we're doing this weekend, actually, mm-hmm. uh, at a studio. So that should be fun. Um, and then my photography page is oddly captured. Uh, so if you ever want photography done by me, contact me through there. I have a website as well and a Facebook page for that. So I think that's pretty much everything. Um, we also have merch and stuff like that on our website. And then we also have merch through Streamlabs and T public. So you just search our handle, the nerdlies on there. You can find all that stuff. So if you ever want to buy t-shirts or stickers or whatever, yeah, do that. Yeah. Just, um, feel free. Um, I'm on pretty much everything as Lady Raygun. It's L-A-D-Y-R-A-E-G-U-N. And, um, yeah, and, all, like, I, I'm i pretty much always, like, looking at Instagram and stuff like that. So if you ever want to tag me or talk to me on there um, or ask a question or anything like that, feel free. Because I always am down to help people and talk and stuff. So, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. And... I think that's about it. And I can't wait to see what you come up with on that Halloween shoot. I'm kind of like creeping on that in a very polite way. (laughs) (laughs) And you always look amazing as well. And thank you so much for having us. And it was so much fun. (laughs) I know you're still new to it, but I think when I met you, I thought you'd been doing it already for as long as I have, because you come up with really, really interesting and unique ways of, showing your fandoms and I really, really love it. So keep doing the awesome stuff that you do. <laughs> well thank you. You're I'll welcome. have to collaborate. Yes. Like I'm eyeing I'm eyeing you for that storm. I'm coming for you. Yes. So we'll do some crazy yes. stuff. Yes. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I have the Mohawk now again. So I'm like, I've got to do it this time. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'm on board. All right. Thank you so much. I'm gonna wrap this up. Okay. Awesome. Bye y'all. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Cause Life Hack podcast on Temple of Geek. If you want to check out some of our other shows, head over to templeofgeek.com where you can find all sorts of things that pertain to the world of geek. As always, we want you to join in today's conversation, so please engage us with your comments and with your experiences. And don't forget to follow Cause Life Hack on Instagram as well for additional content. 